Prepare yourself for Listoff, the gaming podcast where your hosts, Brian and Ryan, rank the things they love. Three, two, one, Listoff. This week, welcome to Listoff 2 because we're going into our top five sequels. How's it going, guys? Good. Good, man. So, yeah, I, I say guys because we have a Eric from the SideQuesting podcast joining us today to discuss some of these sequels. How's it going, Eric? Hey, guys. Uh, it's going pretty well. This is, uh, I'm very excited. I mean, Brian and Ryan list off podcasts. I can't think of many more dynamic duos in history. <laughs> it's I mean, just because we rhyme. I, it's great. <laughs> I mean, you got Kim and Kanye. You have Obi-Wan in the high ground. I mean, like, you know, you got. Wow. Just, that yeah, is I know. <laughs> that is probably I mean, Eric that's and Tom. We made. Eric and Tom. Whoa. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think history would be the judge that. But uh, guys, thank you so much for having me on. This is this is very exciting. I've been a longtime fan and to like be on the be on the show, see how the sausage gets made is is pretty awesome. It's very that's loose great. format here. Very, very <laughs> fly by the edge of your pants kind of thing. See to your pants kind of thing, you know. I had to kind of sing the song in my head, like when we were having the <laughs> like in the intro there. It's like I just it's so weird not having the intro song beforehand. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Well, rest assured, you will see how the sausage is made and I think you'll like it. I'm a big wow. sausage guy. You, so. are, you, <laughs> you will like the sausage. Oh god. Every guest does. <laughs> This is a great uh, start already. I love it. Wonderful. <laughs> so with that, uh, Eric, have you been playing any games this week? Uh, yeah, I've been playing a few. So uh, I recently finished, and I'm sure I've talked about in the last couple episodes of the show that we've done. I recently finished an uh, indie hit called Death Store. Uh, nice. Uh, by, really uh, want to play that. Yeah, Devolver Digital. And um, that's a really awesome kind of isometric top-down, uh, like Link to the Past style dungeon crawler. Uh, it's a really awesome story. It's got beautiful themes, beautiful music. You're essentially playing as a, a little like crow bird creature that goes around and reaps people's souls. Uh, super interesting, awesome boss fights. It's very souls-like in its design. It can be very challenging. You get souls if you kill people and you can spend them on upgrades, that sort of thing. Um, it's got a really beautiful story about like life and death and like everyone's own morality and accepting your fate and kind of stuff like that. So it gets pretty some pretty heavy themes, but it's definitely something you should pick up if you, I think it's like 20 bucks on Xbox on PC. That's a steal. Uh, oh, it's on definitely. Xbox. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah, I was, so I signed up for the $1 game pass cause I thought right. it was going to be on there and it wasn't on there. I was um, a little disappointed yeah. that it wasn't on there, but you know, <laughs> yeah. And I can't imagine that they wouldn't port it to the switch. It just seems like such a obvious switch game. So yeah. uh, I've been playing that. I've been trying to finish up. Uh, I've been playing, for the better part of two years playing octopath traveler trying to finish that oh and, wow <laughs> um that's a beautiful game the old school 8-bit style in kind of like a modern way is awesome i think it's the inspiration i think they're remaking dragon quest 3 in that style yeah uh, so that's pretty exciting um if you haven't played octopath if you're in the mood for just a really good old school uh style rpg pixelated rpg i would yeah. definitely recommend octopath but I've put 70 hours into it. I'm still not wow. done. So it's definitely wow. quite a grind. Have uh, you done a lot of side quests or is that not, it's not mainlining it, right? Uh, so yeah. So the way that works is there's eight main characters and mm -hmm. all eight characters have like their own kind of separate story that loosely intertwine into an overall larger narrative. Right. Um, and then you can meet like people in the towns that ask you to do like fetch quests or I need to go. Can you escort me to here? Can you find this such a thing for me? Or 
you can even fight the people in the town sometimes. Different characters have different abilities depending on how they're in your party and they can interact with townsfolk differently. So you can like pickpocket people, you can scrutinize them to get more information. You can uh, allure them to come along with you and like help fight in battle. So a a lot of really awesome kind of, uh, kind of systems on there on top of a really good classic RPG job system. Uh, And then finally, I finally dove into like three or four years later, I'm finally playing, playing horizon zero dawn. And that was, I can't believe I missed that when it came out. It's just, it's such an amazing game. Aloy mm-hmm. is an incredible character. Uh, the combat, the art style, the the unique take on the open world system. Uh, that's great. Uh, so I'm about 12, 13 hours into that. Oh, I know wow. probably still very early, um, but that's just been, that's been incredible. So do you know I, the the story and what's coming? I do not. I've, okay. I've okay. mostly yeah. avoided all the spoilers, which cool. is really cool. Yeah. Uh, and really hard in this day and age. So um, definitely, right? definitely yeah. good for you because uh, it's definitely worth experiencing firsthand. And right? I'm yeah. I'm feeling a little stressed because I feel like I got to finish it before Forbidden West comes out. So right. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. So probably a good idea. So that's pretty much what I've been playing the last couple of weeks. So yeah. How, so how are you playing uh, Horizon? Is it PC or PlayStation? I'm playing it on PS5 or okay. I'm, I'm the PS4 version on PS5. I don't know if right. there's an upgrade for it yet. I have to double check that, but sure. um, that's been, that's been awesome. It looks beautiful. Even yeah. though it's a PS4 game on PS5, it still looks absolutely incredible. So that's great. Um, Do yeah. the DLC as well, because that, that's a lot of fun. It, it throws you in. So like be ready for that. Mm-hmm. But if you play the main game and then play it, you'll be fine. I picked it up during when they had that uh like summer of play or whatever yeah, they were giving away a bunch free. of games for free yeah mm-hmm. so they had like the definitive complete edition for free and i was like right. oh well just take that for sure <laughs> you can't beat that <laughs> nice. absolutely yeah. that's great so, so i'll go next yeah all right um so wait hold on eric have you played god of war I have played God of War. Okay. Yes. Okay. Cool. Cool. I, I, I misremember then. I thought you had mentioned on your podcast that you did not, but uh, maybe it was Horizon Zero Dawn. It's hard to get mm-hmm. these big uh, PlayStation first party games all in order sometimes. The 2018 God of War is the only one I've ever played. So I didn't oh, play wow. any of the older ones. Wow. Yeah. Well, you played the best one. So yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So I, uh, I played games this week. I beat The Ascent. Um, nice. Yeah, Very it good. is. I had a great time with this game. I really enjoyed it more than I expected to. It surprised me in a lot of ways. It has its flaws. It has little bugs here and there, but man, it is just a blast to play. The guns feel so tactile and powerful, and the story is fine. The world building's good. You know, it gets into the whole dynamic of corporations and and the people who work for them. But you're basically like a slave for this corporation. So it is dystopian in that in that matter but it's like deals with the effects of when a giant corporation goes under and you know who's affected in what ways uh i don't want to get into story spoilers here the gameplay is phenomenal if you haven't had a chance to play this and you have something like game pass at least give it a shot um it may not be your thing the twin stick shooter aspect of it was a little odd and difficult to get used to at first but it eventually just becomes second nature did you uh, find that you were getting new guns frequently enough? Because that that was my biggest problem. I was dealing with the same like two guns for the first like two hours. Yeah, it opens up after that for sure. Okay. Um, th- one of those guns, the Dread, I really liked though. So I was cool with it. Uh, okay. Maybe that helped me get through that beginning part. But sure. yeah, no, you definitely get, uh, uh, there's a wider arsenal that becomes available to you okay. in the later hours of the game. Uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. You get like you could get a minigun that's that shoots rockets. 
for example. Uh, so I, I actually got that one. That one is just phenomenal. It's, it's slow it. to get going, but oh, once it's it's going, it's, it's good. Yeah, that statement alone sold me on the entire game. So yeah. nice. definitely. <laughs> and the aesthetic, it just like drips style. I mean, it's very Blade Runner, you know, in in its appearance and art style, but man, does it nail it everywhere you go. I just always wanted to see what was around the next corner because there's always something in the background or like in the level underneath where you are that just draws your attention and it's really cool neon, you know, uh, it's all so well done. Um, but other than that, I played a little more Psychonauts 2, nice. which is good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. You know, I'm, en- <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Um, I played it a it. video game. <laughs> I, I, I will probably beat it. Uh, it is a video game. Correct. Uh, <laughs> I only played like an hour or two more. Um, it was more of what I played before, and it's good. It is a good platformer. I stand by my word on that one. Uh, but I knew that Eric was coming on the show, and I did not know Eric had played and and tried to beat this game. But I know that you've been trying to beat Octopath Traveler mm-hmm. for a, a long time now, being a listener of your show. I, I knew this. So I'm like, you know what? <laughs> it's on Game Pass. I'm going to play Octopath Traveler. Oh, it is Traveler. on Game Pass. Yeah, it is. Nice. So I, I started Octopath Traveler. Prior to this, I had played the demo on Switch. So that deals with, I think, Olberic is the character's name. Yeah. Uh, the knight and um the dancer, Cassandra, maybe? Uh, Primrose it is. Primrose, that's yes. right. I'm way off. Uh, <laughs> never a- knew a dancer named Cassandra in my life, I swear. <laughs> Uh, don't tell my wife, <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm kidding. So I started, uh, I started this one as Hanit, the hunter. Yes. Uh, and that was, that was cool. It's like the best version of Pokemon. She catches creatures and then has a certain amount of turns to use them. And so far I've linked up with the scholar who I believe his name is Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's about as far as I've gotten in this playthrough, but I'm enjoying it. Like you said, it is a gorgeous, gorgeous game. Um, really cool pixel style. Everything feels very tactile. It looks like, you know, people now make those dioramas of 16 bit games that you could buy in the little glass. Yeah. cases. Like that's the what the box. world is. Like. Yeah. Like the shadow box and you could get it of like Chrono Trigger, which is what, Right. Yeah. Like and uh yeah, if it, it looks like that, the world is that and it's it's super cool. It's probably the um, most accurate description I've heard. That's that's actually a really good description. <laughs> it's I, it's what I felt like I was walking through. It's very yeah. cool though. I mean, I like I said, I played the demo before, so it wasn't like anything new, but it had been long enough that it was still very, very uh eye-catching, you know, mm-hmm. with its unique style. There's another game coming out too that utilizes a similar there's Similar. project triangle strategy <laughs> well there's that yeah god the I best hope named that's, I project hope that, ever <laughs> yeah i just hope it stays that way right like right. octopath did they were like working title with octopath and that everybody's like no name an octopath <laughs> yeah they did i would buy project triangle strategy honestly. for sure <laughs> i mean it's basically telling you what you're getting and then they could be right. called i told brian they could be like the shapes series yeah, right, right. <laughs> like, you have like perfect. project quadrilateral adventures after that <laughs> exactly. or something <laughs> exactly man but uh yeah that's all i played this week uh so what about you brian playing sure yours? So split gate always. Yeah. Just absolutely. every day. Man. Gotta gotta get in uh, there and you get go my pro dailies. Yet? You go pro yet? I, I so I am at the precipice of platinum. Wow. I, I keep just wow. just being at gold and then platinum, which is I mean, it's like midway through the, the whole tier system. Um, but it feels good. It's still, it's still pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fun. Um, and then I jumped into humankind, uh, on game pass. It's basically civilization uh, and I put in about 30 minutes, maybe an hour. I, I don't think 
that these are my type of game. <sighs> um, mm. I, you know, people really, you know, dedicate their lives to, to this genre, but it's just a little, sometimes I just want to shooty shoot. And, and this yeah. is like the complete opposite of that. Um, I, I get where people are coming from uh, in, in liking the genre. I actually do like, there's a mobile game called Polytopia, I think it is. And it's basically civilization distilled to like the, the fast version. And that, that I, I kind of like. So I, I like the concept, but having to dedicate hours and hours is just not for me for that. Right. I have a funny story about that, actually. So I heard yeah. you talk about Polytopia on one of the episodes. Yes. <laughs> while I was at work and I was like, oh, that's cool. So I downloaded it during lunch and I proceeded to like sneak play it at work for the rest <laughs> of the day. And got right. like, zero work done because I was so addicted to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. yeah. It's a good work yeah. game because you, I mean, it's just turn based and you can really take your time. And even if you like turn off your phone and, and bring it back on, it's it's still there. So, yeah, that's cool to hear. So would you say that? uh because I played a lot of Civ back in college and stuff. And would you say humankind did it have that same type of thing where it was like, oh, like one more turn, one more turn, one more turn. And then all of a sudden it's like 4 a.m. And you're like, oh, I should probably go to sleep. <laughs> I, I could see that absolutely happening. So I don't have any experience with civilization at all. OK, um, but from the way that people describe it, it, it's like basically the same type of gameplay. I think there's like a few different tweaks that they do to make it kind of unique. But it seemed like very much that that same solution okay um so but the only other thing that I, I got a little bit of time into was metroid fusion i'm really trying to to play that through again and in anticipation for dread because mm. that's i mean we're less than a month away here i know that's, that's a day one for me Same. so yeah yeah i'm very excited about that i loved samus returns yeah samus returns on 3ds um and then this one you know i i played it what 2002 so i don't really remember too much of it but i i loved it when i did play it uh and people are you know remembering this game and saying how good it was and it's it, it really is it's a it's a fantastic game and really has me excited for dread cool so yeah i don't know if i'll finish it before dread but right. definitely I'm, I'm ready for for anything so. I, I do agree like the three of us are probably buying dread day one it's going to be the best selling metroid game of all time i'm like oh, pretty confident in that. I, I think so. I mean, with what 90 million plus switches out there yeah, and people are starving. I mean, we got WarioWare, I guess recently, but <laughs> Metroid is, I, I feel like it's going to sell more. Than Ju- judging, judging by the reactions, we did not get WarioWare. No, <laughs> I, I did not. I have not. Uh, that's yeah. probably going to be a sale item for me. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I would play it, but I'm not going to spend, I think it's even $50, but I'm just not. Yeah. Yeah, but, I think yeah. you're right. I think it's just a perfect storm with you said 90 million switches and just we haven't had Metroid in so long. I think that's going to be that's going to be huge. I'm very yeah. excited for it. And Fusions was my introduction to Metroid. So I'm, I'm super oh, stoked wow, that you're playing wow. that. Yeah, I missed I missed Super Metroid. I, I missed all those like the the GBA one and the original Metroid. So I played it first on Game Boy Advance. So nice. <laughs> well, Fusion about- was after Prime, right? They were the uh, same year, I want to say. Around the same time, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was, it was like a GameCube. kind of a joint release, honestly. Yeah. But you pl- you played Prime, right? I have not played Prime. Ooh, you should. Play I was Prime. kind of hoping they would do, and Tom and I have talked about it before. Like we would love a Prime trilogy on Switch. Like that's, I sure. feel like that's a no brainer. Yeah. But I, so there are rumors that it's done, and they're just waiting to release it till as like the lead into Prime Four. Which I think uh, yeah. is good, a good idea, you know, now that whether or not idea. that's true, we'll see, but I, I think they have to do it. 
I mean, at the beginning of the Switch, Nintendo had said, we want to give you like a big release every month. And they did that for a while and then they stopped. And it it seems like they're kind of picking that up again because, yeah, WarioWare, Metroid, Advance Wars. Mm -hmm. It it seems like they're trying to. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, wait, Eric's on the podcast. We could talk about Advance Wars. (laughs) So excited. (laughs) For sure. For sure. But yeah. uh, So shall we get into these lists? Let's do it. Okay. All right. Well, Eric, since you are our guest, you have first dibs on on the story. So what would you say is your honorable mention? Oh, boy. No pressure here. So spent a lot of time thinking about this and just thinking about my history with gaming. And so for my honorable mention, I had to go with a game that I have uh, whatever the Xbox version of Platinum is a thousand pointed on on uh, Xbox twice. Uh, that was Assassin's Creed 2. And I don't think I have to try and sell this game to anyone, but I guess my tagline would be the end of the game. You fist fight the Pope underneath the Vatican over control of an alien artifact. So that's pretty cool. Um, I know the Assassin's Creed franchise gets a lot of hate for like sequelization, just putting out like the same game every year over year. Um, But Assassin's Creed 2 really fixed a lot of the problems that Assassin's Creed 1 had, where it was kind of buggy and just stuff with collectibles and just kind of... They knew what they wanted, but they couldn't quite get it there yet in one, whereas two, just they came out with an awesome story with Ezio, an awesome location in Renaissance Italy. It just fixed so many of the problems that one had. And it was such a great game that I completed it twice, once with the original and once with when they released like the Ezio collection, I Mm -hmm. think, uh, which was like not quite an HD remaster, but just they put them all together and said, here, give us more money. Um, (laughs) And that game to me has just kind of really stuck with me. throughout everything i think since then i think the series has really struggled to kind of recapture that peak that they arrived at assassin's creed 2 although i would say that black flag came pretty close because that game is also pretty incredible but i just don't think uh two is in my mind is always the assassin's creed experience it's the most definitive version of that experience that you could possibly get so that is my honorable mention do you have any experience with the newest trilogy like origins and valhalla so I played Origins uh, when it came out after skipping a bunch of them after Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, just because I was just kind of burnt out on the series sure, right. after that. Um, played Origins. I thought Origins was amazing for its locale and its story in ancient Egypt. Uh, I skipped Odyssey and Valhalla just because life's been super busy and I just can't commit 80 to 100 hours on an Assassin's right. Creed game. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm meaning to go back and play them because I've heard they're both pretty. I've heard especially Odyssey is, is pretty good. Um, but don't have any experience with anything past origins, unfortunately. Sure. Yeah. And you know what you're getting, right? So when you pass one of those games up, you know, like another Assassin's Creed is coming soon enough and you can always pick that one up and be like, be all right. (laughs) There will never be a shortage of the definitive murder simulator. So yeah. Right. Yes. (laughs) We share opinions about the Assassin's Creed games as far as two and four goes though. That's good. I think that's, those are two definitely the best ones. Yeah. You want to go nice. next, Brian, or you want me to go? No, you go, you go. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I don't know what to say. <laughs> like that ever happens. So um, I will you say, should, as, as, well, go ahead. I was going to say you should say your honorable mention, but yes, go I, ahead. <laughs> I probably should say that. <laughs> good one. A good place to start. Yeah. Uh, I My logic trying to put this together was um, I was trying to go with which sequels, like Assassin's Creed 2, really built off of what had come before. Uh, and took some risks and they paid off. Like those changes really benefited the series. 
Uh, that being said, my first game, I just have to get out of the way. Mine are in no particular order. It's The Last of Us Part Two. Everybody knows this is going to be on my list. This has to be on this list. It is. Let's go. It, I, yeah. Like I said, no particular order. <laughs> Otherwise, it probably would be number one. <laughs> uh, when people think of the original The Last of Us, they all think of that story. They all think of the characters. They all think of the ending. And the one gripe you always hear is the gameplay. Uh, it's not that good. It doesn't play that good. The stealth doesn't work that well. The combat isn't that good. Um, and there's still a lot to be said about Naughty Dog and their shooting mechanics, but the stealth in The Last of Us Part Two is really, really good. Uh, the gameplay in The Last of Us Part Two is extremely good. I feel like they not only improve so much upon the story and the characters, which when you look at The Last of Us Part One doesn't seem feasible, but they did it. Uh, they really took that to heart and tried to make compelling gameplay mechanics and they succeeded in my eyes. Uh, it's also, it fits this like niche of, you know, if you think back to the last of us part one, you're walking down a lot of corridors, right? Basically, even when you're outside, it's like, here's a street you get to walk down. And the last of us part two did the open field kind of uh, strategy. And I've come to learn that's maybe my favorite form of gameplay where it you're given an area and it's not too overwhelmingly large, like an open world game, but it's also not like you're walking down a corridor and on this forest path. And uh, yeah, they did it really, really well. You wanted to explore the city. You knew that any abandoned building you were able to get in, there was some sort of little lore or story involved. And uh, this is probably one of my, if not my favorite game of all time, like it's up there. Um, and and Behind Returnal, right? Uh, re <laughs> well, Returnal is not my favorite game of all time. Oh man! Uh, well, I guess <laughs> PS Five. You had yeah, it's my say. favorite game on okay. PS Five. Okay. Yeah. D yes. 100%. I try to keep a running list of these for you, so you can like put me up, try to call me out. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, really? Is it your favorite game? <laughs> Tell that to Returnal, Ryan. That's right. Yeah, that's he brought why. the receipts. He's like, "Well, I remember yeah. an episode this <laughs> right. in the, the, this timestamp." <laughs> uh, uh, uh. No, seriously though, this game is just so good, and uh, the series is so good. And so I think you're right about the. It, it's almost like a level, almost when they have the almost open world, but mm -hmm. still contained. It's right. like a level of like a platformer, like Mario right. 64, where you know that you have a very concentrated amount of stuff that's in the area. And it solves the problem of like Ubisoft games where it's just like, exactly. well, yeah, we have all these things, but like per capita, it's not terribly interesting. Right. You know, right. you're finding interesting stuff in, in these worlds. Yeah. They're definitely wonderfully crafted areas. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. That's my honorable mention. That's a good it's, pick. So yeah. for a person that hasn't gotten a chance to play it yet, um, I, it's definitely on my list to play after Horizons. This Red was Dawn, the definitely. one. This was the game, not God of War. This it was, was this the one. one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and I know one. my co-host Tom definitely has some interesting opinions on it. Uh, I, unfortunately, the story has been spoiled for me, so I, I know I do know what happens. Uh, I won't spoil it on here for anyone else. What but, happens? No, I'm kidding. No, no, uh, I don't want to spoil any of the important right, story beats, but I think um, just from what I've read about the story and things that have happened, uh, I can't speak much to the gameplay, obviously, but narratively for Naughty Dog to make such drastic story decisions from their first game to their second is that that takes a lot. And I think that's really the embodiment of a sequel is to, uh, you know, if you're really looking for a shock sequel, there's not many better ways to do it than mm -hmm. Last of Us 2. I know it created a lot of controversy and there's a lot right. of unfortunate things directed at, uh, especially some of the voice actors, but Man, for a Naughty Dog just to make those decisions, be like, all right, we're going for it in, yeah. in part two. That's that's 
impressive. That goes with the risk taking. I mean, that's really a huge part why it made my list. And like, it never, you know, some of the risks that people had strong opinions about, it never felt forced. It never Mm -hmm. felt like, like you said, shock value, but it never felt like they were doing it for shock value. Everything that happens in this game, like happens for a reason. Right. There's, there's events that led to that, that thing that happens. Yes, hundred percent. Actions have consequences, is (laughs) I think a really big theme. So exactly, yeah. (laughs) Yes, cool. Very good. Awesome. All right. Well, my honorable mention, very different. So we we might be on a path of not having any shared titles because The Last of Us is not on my list (gasps) because I knew it was going to be on yours. Okay, interesting. So so we're 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 one for one right now because my honorable mention is tony hawk pro skater 2 very good so this is a great game the number Um, two game of all time according to metacritic nice (laughs) finally we come to my number two man his name number two this is the most video game video game ever um (laughs) you know you have your levels you have crazy goals to, to complete in each one this game absolutely improved upon what the first game set out you know it really felt like hey we've got a a skateboarding game and like we feel like this is the way to do it and then tony hawk 2 just just ramped that up all the way um just adding in manuals made it so that you could just chain these things together in ridiculous ways um and i know the subsequent games had had other things like reverts and whatnot that that added on to that even but manuals were really the thing that that made this game just soar um, obviously the soundtrack, I know people are, are going to be pretty deep into that. Um, I, I definitely loved the, the, uh, second soundtrack more than, than the first one. Um, and then just, uh, the levels that they, they were far more interesting to me. I mean, I, I loved the levels in the first game and, and, uh, you know, other entries, but we got the hangar, we got Venice, Philadelphia, just some of those are so iconic. Uh, and then playing the remake that just came out not too long ago, mm-hmm. it was so fun to, to revisit all those levels. And I I just played all of two and, and loved every second of it. Um, incredible game design. Um, I think the gameplay, you know, while similar between the two, obviously, just those little tweaks that they, they made it, it just really made this game so much better in my opinion. Yeah. It's a good one, man. It's a good one. Definitely different. Yeah. Uh, not as much murdering in that game. Yeah, as uh, yeah. Eric, Eric, not, not as much, yeah. no. still, um, still a lot of violence with the, just like if you bail, but oh my yeah, gosh. True. <laughs> especially when you get like 50 feet up there. Oh man. And just that, land like straight down on your face. But you get right of, of like, just like slamming down and like you're, you're, like lower half bends over your back like oh my gosh i hate that yeah Yeah. Yeah. that happened to me a lot but yeah anyway i would agree that uh pro skater 2 is like the definitive experience of that genre definitely yeah Yeah. i think people really like three um for a lot of the same reasons that i mentioned but two just i mean how can you replicate playing on dreamcast tony hawk's pro skater 2 (laughs) you just can't can't anymore (laughs) yeah exactly that's it that's a good one all right, Eric, you're up. All right. So this is this is it. This is the top five. This is for all the marbles, right? That's it. Yeah, these ones oh, actually count now. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I've been stressing about this for weeks. So let's see if it finally pays <laughs> off. So uh, I think maybe might surprise you guys as I know uh, listeners of the show. Um, number five is one of my favorite games of all time. Very personal to me it is uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. 
uh, might surprise you that it's not higher on my list, but uh, I think there are better better sequels. But uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 by many in the community, uh, including myself, is the definitive Kingdom Hearts experience. Uh, it, it, it improved on a lot of the things that the first game did really well. The combat was faster. Uh, the worlds were better. They inc- incorporated more Disney worlds than they did in the first game. Um, for a lot of the flaws that 2 and the series have as a whole, questionable voice acting, um, making you replay levels just to kind of pad the game, and then Nomura's crazy storytelling. <laughs> um, 2 is really like, the story's not insane. The levels aren't really that worn out. Uh, it, it's really kind of still a really approachable experience before uh, things really start to go off the rails and the story gets absolutely nuts. Uh, and then just kind of the classic story of good versus evil, light versus dark. It's 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 so good. It holds such a special place in my heart. And it's it's very much comfort food for me. It's a place I can go back to when I'm feeling stressed. It's a game that I can go to and just feel and just forget about things for a while. Um, yeah, just those mid the mid 2000s square RPGs hold a yeah. really special place in my heart. And this is just this is one of my favorite games of all time, along with Final Fantasy IX. It's like one, two constantly there. And I just really think if you're going to play a Kingdom Hearts game, I don't think they've ever quite reached the the level that that two did uh, ever again, just with with everything that they did in that game. So yeah. that's that's my number five. And <laughs> it's going to be hard to beat that one for sure. <laughs> No, it's a good pick. I think you may like. I, I kind of knew too that would be on your list, and I think you may have just named them both. <laughs> but, uh, but um, no, I it's it's a game I've never played, unfortunately. Kingdom Hearts is fascinating to me, just because of there's so many games, and it's it's so confusing. You always hear. So yeah, it was Brian on my naming just, convention list. Yeah, right, right. yeah, yeah. We're like, it, come on, those names, man. Come on. Eric. I don't think that you'll encounter another game series with the way that no more and no more is very cryptic when you start to like kind of study him and his works and stuff so it's very strange mm-hmm. uh just kind of the things that he does uh keith and i both have a very special love oh, relationship with no more so yeah i actually uh, want to say like i love i love listening to your, your podcast and uh it is interesting <laughs> to hear the way you guys can just like list off these directors of these games i like no more is uh he's he's out there man but uh um, very out there i know uh, that from listening to you guys, uh, the way, you know, your knowledge of the people behind these games is m- much greater than mine is when, you know, I'm like, yeah, that game, I, I don't know who made it. Like people made it, people worked on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, the kingdom hearts fans, uh, myself included there for a while, especially when I was in college, uh, are very obsessive about finding out little clues that he drops mm-hmm. about the sequel. So they dig into everything. They like, okay, what is he doing at this time that maybe will lead him to design this kind of game or you know, what could this possibly mean? Or even his tweets. It's very, it's very obsessive around him and these games for the fan base to try and figure out like what he's going to do next. Yeah. Sounds uh, like Kojima, right? It, it's very Kojima esque, And I think if he, him and Kojima made a game, that would probably be the most mind blowing game ever made. Oh, <laughs> there would, there would be too much of a clash. I bet it seems like they're both like, I'm the best. <laughs> Yeah, it, it might very well might be. So yeah, my number five, Kingdom Hearts 2. Cool. cool. Yeah. So on my on my naming convention list, I said, you know, one of the games I brought up from the Kingdom Hearts series was Dream Drop Distance. And I'm like, how could you defend that? And then Brian busts out with because it was on the 3DS and it's yep. like, oh duh. <laughs> Jeez. And like, they had mechanics in there. They had the drop mechanic in there, which is where you switch between characters and you're dreaming because you're waking up sleeping worlds. It's don't get me started. We'll be here for three hours. So <laughs> I know. I know. It's cool, though, man. It's yes. cool. Um, Have you played all of the King- Kingdom Hearts games? 
I played all of them up to three, including the mobile game, which recently got shut down. Uh, oh, no. Yes. Uh, so I've played all of them. Um, I have not played the they came out with like Melody of Memories or something like that, mm -hmm. which is like a rhythm game. Okay. Just because I got to a point with when I finished three where I was like, OK, like I'm satisfied. I've done. I followed this series for like 18 years of my life or however long it's been like. This is I'm, I'm fine with this. And then they're like, oh, there's a rhythm game. And now Disney has a contract with Square for like five more. And I'm just like, I can't I can't do this anymore. Oh, no, <laughs> I literally can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. I've moved on. But um, I got it. No, they'll probably suck me back in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's a game that always interested me. You know, I'm a Disney fan. Like, I am a corporate shill for those guys. Definitely. Uh, it's, and it's such a, it doesn't have any right to exist. It's like Final Fantasy combined with Disney characters. It's, it's, yeah. you're just like, in what world would this ever work? Yeah. What a crossover. Cool. Yeah. It's cool. So, um, my number five, I, be prepared, guys, for games you've heard me talk about a lot. Um, it's hard to make this list and be true to myself without having certain games on it. That's why I came on. Yeah. So with that being <laughs> said, my number five is super Mario brothers three. Uh, not only is it the best Mario game, uh, it's also a great sequel. Come on, come on. You guys know it in your heart of hearts. Look, as far as the 2d Mario games go, this exemplifies oh, okay. everything they were supposed to be from the get go. This is like the perfect version of a 2d mario game and people can argue and say super mario world but no it doesn't super mario world doesn't work like super mario brothers you know 3 I was does. Gonna say that. <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's not as like expertly crafted as super mario brothers 3 and it's not you know look at super mario brothers 1 you get the fire flower boom you shoot fireballs you know super mario Bros. 3 brings in just tons of inventive other costumes that mario can change into and gives him different abilities and they don't have that in Mario World. Like, I'm sorry, but they just don't. They have the cape. They got the fire flower. They got Yoshi. Like, that's it. That's what you get. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, to me, this is this is really the best Mario sequel, the best 2D version of Mario. And it had to be on my list. Uh, I love this game. It's everything. Everything I ever wanted a Mario game to be, aside from Sunshine, which didn't make the cut, unfortunately. Oof. It's a oh. close second. It was a close second. Oh, God, don't say that. awful sunshine's great oh geez. have you played sunshine eric uh i played it on the uh the 3d all-stars that came out i did um i had a yeah. lot of love for it but i found by the end i was just super frustrated by the camera and stuff and just kind of a lot of the a lot of the standard things that people complain about oh i was gosh. like all right that's kind of annoying but okay. i i, I still <laughs> really it enjoyed it guys guys it's over this i'll just i'll over. leave the chat that's fine <laughs> we're yeah. done we're done um, no <laughs> i I respect Sunshine. I, uh, it's easy to see the ideas they implemented in Sunshine in the future Mario is going forward. Right. And that was, yeah, that, I, I love it. I had a great time despite the things that I didn't like about it. Mm -hmm. So, no, I get it. I, I don't expect other people to like Sunshine, but just know I do. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that. too uh, about what you said. For me, uh, I, I respect Mario 3 for what it did uh, for the franchise, definitely. It's, it's, one of the most expertly crafted games of all time. It's it's Miyamoto and team probably at their at their best. Definitely. Mm -hmm. um, World just has more personal meaning to me because it was the first video game I literally ever played. So. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I can see why. I can see mm -hmm. why. I think I think I'm kind of in the same camp as Eric. Uh, World, for whatever reason, is just really special. I just love the art style. I feel like when I was growing up, I would draw just oh, all cool. of the characters from like that art style, and 
oh man, I it it's I don't know which one I've played more of three or worlds, but it's really close. Yeah. I wish I knew. I, I too have played a lot of both of them for sure. Right. Yeah. Yep, guys, cool. Gang up on me. Right on. <laughs> now three's great. Like, don't let these guys fool you, audience. The three one you want to play is three. If you play one Mario game, play Sunshine. But if you play two, play Super Mario Brothers 3. <laughs> okay, we're moving on because that's ridiculous. Number five, uh, a better platformer than all of those, Donkey Whoa. Kong Country 2 Whoa. is my number five. <laughs> I think you're wrong. On I, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. <laughs> I took it a little too far on that yeah. one. But uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 is still a very good platformer. Uh, very much improved on what what one put forth mm-hmm. um obviously we were all wowed by the first game just with those graphics it just it didn't make any sense to be on the super nintendo but two it took everything that the first one did and and just i think the value that the diddy kong and and dixie kong is just those are far more interesting characters to play as and had more maneuverability and and uh it was just more fun to cartwheel and and use that ponytail to to run around um, than I always switched from Donkey Kong to Diddy Kong, like every chance that I got in the first game. And I found myself kind of jumping between the two in, in the second game. Uh, you know, I'm going to bring up the soundtrack. I love the music so, of this game. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. The, so good. You know, all of the rare games, obviously, I, I talk enough about, but you know these these soundtracks are always right up my alley. Uh, I have all the different like remixes from from people. Uh, there's there's a really good remix, like an entire album just of Donkey Kong Country Two. I'll have to link it in the show notes, uh, Ryan, and, and yeah. everyone should check it out because it's Definitely it's really good. I think yeah. it's called Serious Monkey Business. Uh, oh, cool. Like, <laughs> DKC2. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's for that soundtrack in particular. I'll, I want to gush about this for a second. They have remixes of all the songs, but everyone's a different genre. So you get like a screamo version of one song and then like a piano awesome. version of another. It's really cool. That is um, cool. Yeah, but, you gotta you gotta give the link now. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. I totally will. I'm I'm not sure the availability of it, but it was like a, a commercial release in, in some form. So it's it's available somewhere, I'm sure. It's on the internet somewhere. We'll find it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the level design. I mean, that's that's always the thing that gets brought up with this game. And it really is out there. Um, just just the worlds that you're visiting, uh, the whole like pirate theme is is so much fun to explore with this. Uh yeah, just just a joy to play. Uh, if you get a chance, uh, the Switch version that's part of uh, Super Nintendo Switch Online, whatever, is really good. Or a 3DS, they have pixel perfect renditions of it, and and those oh. are a really good way to play it. Cool, good pick. Thank you. All right, number you're four. Up. You're up. Oh me? Okay, again. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know it comes up quick. Yep. It does. It does. Okay, so I don't I don't think you can talk about sequels or have any list of sequels without uh, probably one of the most iconic sequels of all time. Uh, I'm, of course, talking about the beloved GameCube release of Super Smash Brothers Melee. Uh, I think that of every sequel that's been released, I don't think many more have more cultural significance than Melee. It's still being played today in major yeah. tournaments over Ultimate, over over every other iteration of Smash Bros. This one is played more and filed more closely. The people that compete in Smash Melee are 
some of the most legendary people on the scene today. And Melee just took everything that one did and just went crazy with it. They, uh, Sakurai and his team were just like, all right, one was good, but let's just ratchet the speed up to 11 and just, yeah. just go nuts with it. Let's expand the roster. Let's put two Fire Emblem characters that no one's ever heard of in the game. Let's throw, <laughs> let's toss Mewtwo in there. And I just think from the cultural significance of Melee, you know, to the 1v1 Fox Final Destination, no items. Like I just, Melee is to this day still being played. And I just, I don't think that you can take that away from it. It's one of my personal favorite uh, games of all time. Definitely. It's, I think, I don't know. I played a lot of Smash throughout college and and the following years. It's really close between melee and ultimate, just because I think I think I love what Sakurai and the team are doing with ultimate. Like it feels really good. But something about melee is just it's so much faster. It's so much more just competitive than every other Smash game out there. And I think it definitely deserves a place on the list. The music is amazing. The the like the reorchestration of all the different stages, all the different character themes. It's just uh, it, it's great. No, yeah. I can't sing its praises enough. I, yeah. I maybe I might be kind of sounding like a fanboy, like a melee fanboy, yeah. but it, it's it, it's it deserves the yeah. praise. Bring I think the, that's the biggest yeah. like from one to two change, like of most games, if mm-hmm. if not all. Yeah, bringing up the cultural significance, I think, is important too. Like, like, uh, kind of a question for you: Who's your favorite uh, melee player? If you had to uh, pick. Uh, like my the character that I play? No, 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 no. Like you, you had mentioned it still played competitively. And oh it's yeah, brought up absolute superstar. So I actually follow competitive melee. So okay. I, I don't oh, think Brian um, does. No, uh, so we've here. we've come up with that before. Uh, I don't know much about their personalities, but I I really like Hungry Box. Yeah, uh, I just think H-box, the way that yeah. he he plays Jigglypuff, where everyone else it's kind of just plays like the standard like Fox Falco. I think that's really awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in in a scene where it's pretty much told me it's like, oh, you'll never be successful as a Jigglypuff main. He has found a way to be successful. He didn't take right. no for an answer. And that's, that's really awesome. And I think, I don't remember who did it, but I think maybe it was ESPN or one of the other places did mm-hmm. a really awesome write up on him, uh, which is awesome that, you know, ESPN is recognizing that is like a, like a thing now. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like hungry box a lot and his matches are always fun to watch. <laughs> I like hungry box. I like uh, mango and Leffen too, because I think rivalries are good for, yes. for esports. So these like more abrasive personalities, mango is, not terribly abrasive he's just like a train wreck god i know that yeah i, I hope he never is, listens so. to this podcast <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> let's get him on let's get him to come on <laughs> yeah no the guy i mean he's a champ like he he just won i think i can't remember what tournament it was but um yeah i mean they're not only the absolute best at this game you know it's uh having a personality that people don't always agree with is is good for esports i think i think so too yeah yeah i agree it's such such a good game such a good game and i think i think brian hit on the head for the jump from one to two is just something like we've never seen before um and not every sequel needs to do that i think giving you more of the same in a sequel is fine um i love the original gears of war trilogy because they give you just more gears every sequel it's not really drastically different Mm -hmm. um but man smash melee is just in a in a league of its own for sure for sure for sure well i do want to know what character you like the most uh, that you play as for melee or or any Smash Brothers. Uh, since day one, Pikachu has been my my boy. Very good. Since the sixty four days, I, I've just I've always gone to him. Uh, I have a little bit of shame though because when Brawl came out, uh, I wasn't really like into the competitive scene a lot. 
Um, and Meta Knight has always been one of my favorite characters from Kirby. I love his design. It's great. So I played Meta Knight. And then years later, I found out that he was so broken and banned. I thought yep. I was like, oh, I'm super good at, at Smash Bros. <laughs> but no, I'm just using the most broken character in the game. So I had a little bit of, little bit of shame. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Not like Ice Climbers. What do they have? The Wobble? You guys see oh, Wobble? Yeah, that's, oh, man. That's nasty. Yeah. But they won't ban it because Ice Climbers are so bad at everything else. Right. That, like, they don't ban them because, like, you can't win a tournament on Wobble alone. Like, people no, you can cannot. avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. And, uh, all right. Smash Melee, right? We could talk about that for hours. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, so, There's a list there somewhere. I know it. Oh, for Definitely. sure. For sure. <laughs> so, uh, moving on to my number four, it is GTA 3. I don't have much else to say about this. We talk about leaps. You talk about which game had the biggest leap between sequels. Look at GTA 1 and 2 and then 3. That is sure. the mind-blowing. Like, literally from top-down 2D uh, to a fully fleshed-out 3D world that's felt lived in felt natural it was incredible i mean um such a good translation from 2d to 3d that very few games were able to pull off uh but aside from that i mean this is the one that took it to the next level uh for that entire series it is the blueprint much like uh mario brothers 3 is a blueprint for a good 2d mario game this is the this is the blueprint every game followed after it in the series like gta 4 is essentially this with a bigger city uh, right. And same with Vice City, same with San Andreas, same with you know GTA Five. I assume I don't know. Uh, but, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> Still haven't played it. Oh. But yeah, I don't want to go on and on about it. You guys know how I feel about this game. If you've well, heard me talk about I think it before, the big thing also that you mentioned in other games is cultural significance, and this is like the quintessential version of that because. Mm-hmm. The world just went crazy for it in good ways and bad. I mean, oh, yeah. this is where a lot of like legislation was trying to be pushed through. Sure. And like these video games are causing enormous gun violence. And yeah, I mean, actual studies had been performed and, and now we have results of those studies and can see just what's going on. And it's not video games, but people choose and, to ignore those studies. Right. Exactly. Say it is anyway. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, I think just just the fact that it has reached those levels and, and kind of continues to reach those levels, um, even in just the video game space broadly, it's it's crazy. It it, it makes it, uh, it like kind of impossible to imagine what the next GTA will do because they always try to push those okay. boundaries, that envelope. And what are they going to do now? Yeah, rest we'll assured they will <laughs> announce they will release the next gta another 11 times for sure so that's right <laughs> yeah. yeah. yes. but um yeah three i think and that's what something i was going to bring up too is just the cultural significance of three uh following in the footsteps of the games that caused the panic before it such as doom and mortal Kombat. right um yeah i remember just uh, this was on the news in the morning when i was a kid that they were reporting about this awful game uh, like grand theft auto that was the first time i ever heard of it um made you I want just, it more didn't it <laughs> uh well oh, yeah. my mom my mom wouldn't let me get it obviously uh-huh. so I was, I was still too young unfortunately um but uh yeah looking back in it i don't think you have any like discuss like gta 3 i think is very important to rockstar because i think it really made rockstar what they are today definitely totally yeah, yeah so. true. i just remember one of my first memories of this game was playing a mission and they were very clear you need to go kill this guy we're going to give you a bat just you know make sure this guy doesn't see the light of day and I killed him with a gun or a car or something, and I failed the mission. And I was like, no, we gave you a bat. You have to kill this guy with a bat. <laughs> yeah. We're not taking Omari. no for an answer. Right? <laughs> GTA That's just amazing. has that like sense about itself. Like, yeah. 
just, we're doing this because we want you to do this. Yeah. I always hope that these games never have a remote control vehicle mission ever like, again. Those are the worst <laughs> ones when it's like, Hey, here's those a remote bad. control car with a bomb. Oh, here's a remote control helicopter with a bomb. It's like, no, please don't make yeah, me do stop, this. Please. That <laughs> yeah, was bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. One. Well, moving into my number four, uh, we're going to be three for three here so far, Ryan, because mine is Mass Effect 2. And this one can't appear on your list because you haven't played it. So there's another <laughs> one on my list. That's right. Yeah. Very good. I have not played it either. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Have you played one? So I bought uh, the trilogy for PS3 and I got like halfway through one, but then life just kind of derailed my plans for playing it. I never went sure. back to it. So. Okay. So this is kind of off topic and I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Brian. Yeah. Am I the only one who didn't put the second entry on my list here? Because you both have so far only named second entries, right? So, I mean, I, I asked you that and we said, right. you know, privately, like, yeah, whatever sequel, it doesn't right, have to be right. the second in the un- entry. Uh, but we haven't said it for the listeners yet. So I right. think it's important to clarify, like, I'm not, I, I do understand how numbers work when I say number GTA 3, <laughs> right? And Mario Brothers 3, but. Right. I didn't mean to do that. It was just, it was just, that's how it panned out for me. So for your entire list. Uh, well, no, maybe you'll, you'll we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. Not to jump ahead. All right. Sorry. Sorry, Brian. But anyway. Thank you for dealing with me all the time. <laughs> Every episode, man. I swear I interrupt this guy so many times. Oh, uh, you're good. You're good. Fills the time. So Mass Effect 2, this, this is a, definitely an example of they, they took a really great idea for the first game. And I love the first game. It's got some problems mostly in gameplay i would say story is is fantastic characters are fantastic and you're dealing with a lot of the same characters going forward in the sequel but man do they ramp things up with this one the gameplay is fixed um i think they still improve upon it in the third game but the second game feels like a modern experience whereas the first one not so much it, it it's a little difficult to to get through that you still should because it's it is a trilogy and as everyone knows this game series is all about the choices and they they lead from 1 all the way to 3 in big ways i would say um and then 2 really makes that understood um, the, the choices you can start seeing from the first game, how they're affecting your playthrough. And then that just spurs you on to then say like, okay, well, this actually matters. I'm going to make these choices so that the, the third act of this, I can really see what's going to happen. There's some debate about the, the end of this whole series. I'm sure people who have followed it know, um, which they fix some things. But for the second game, it's absolutely the best in this entire series. Uh, I am excited to play the trilogy when I find the time, um, but the, the gameplay improved characters, I would say are improved. Um, even though you have to in the past buy some of them, they were DLC. I, I think they were absolutely worth it. That was one of the few times in my life where I actually plunked down some money to get additional content. Um, and the choices absolutely matter more in the, the second game, because I think they realized what they had and, and where they could go with it. Uh, the notorious suicide mission at the end of this game is is so much fun. If if you do nothing else, play number two and and experience this last mission, and and you will be better for it. Don't you feel like if if you wait long enough, it's going to be on Game Pass? As a new Xbox owner, I have that feeling. Like really, this is, why this, isn't it EA? 
Yeah. So EA Access is on Game Pass, right? Oh, okay. So you mean the the newest like trilogy thing? Like, yeah, the legendary the, edition. They're yeah. all on there already. Right. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean like the legendary edition. I don't. I think there there's no reason for them to do that because the if if you're gonna if you want to play it for free, you have a, a way to do that. Right. But they want to just like milk the money that they can from from this release. Yeah. As I say, EA will make all the money that they can off of it and then they'll put it on there for sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm a patient. <laughs> maybe, man. maybe when we get Mass Effect 4. I think that's the only time you're gonna see this jump on Game Pass. I could wait for that. And by then Game Pass will be twenty dollars a month. So I'll still be locked we'll in. We'll see. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've always heard how two is like, again, like the definitive Mass Effect experience. That's what people always say. And I think that was part of the reason why I never got to it, because I really wanted to play the trilogy and experience the whole story. But Mm -hmm. four or five years later, after they'd all already come out, I I constantly heard like Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect 2, like that's the one like you just got to get to Mass Effect 2. And that was just I knew that game was on the horizon. So it made Mass Effect 1 like more of a slog because I wanted to get to Mass Effect 2. I see. And um, yeah, Mass Effect One did have like the obvious like gunplay and a little bit of mechanical issues that that made it a little more challenging. Uh, but then just like when life stuff hit, and I never came back to it. I was just like, well, I don't want to go back to Mass Effect One. I want to play two, but I didn't know the story. So yeah. I think there's a lot of important stuff that happens in one, and it's absolutely worth playing. And it seems like this newest release is the definitive way to do that, and they fix a lot of the issues oh, that definitely. people had. So yeah. You know, it's, this is an interesting one too because it's it's it brought so much attention to the series, and it was like the widely regarded as one of the best games of all time. And you don't hear about it in that regard as much, you know. But I remember when it was released, like it was. You talk about cultural significance with the last two games that Eric and I mentioned. This was one that like people cosplayed as Shepard. Like it was a it was big. This game was right. huge, man. Everybody and, was uh, talking about it constantly. Yeah, it was exactly. So I think it's, I think you might not hear about it as much because it's just, it's earned its right. It's, right. it's just there in the Pantheon. I don't, I don't think anyone like debates it to like leave True. that basically. True. True. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, good pick, man. Yeah. That's Thank a really you. good one. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So is it me number three? That's yeah, it. Top three. Okay. So obviously for a number three, I had to pick a, a third game, yeah, number three. So ah. I did not go with the, with the two naming convention. Yes. <laughs> So my number three is Halo three. Now, this is super close because I I think I I love the entire Halo trilogy and I'm a hundred percent Halo apologist for for, I'll fight anybody (laughs) on how important Halo is. Um, Two is amazing and three is amazing. I just pick three because I think that if a game's going to be a sequel and if it's a sequel that concludes a trilogy, like you have to close it out. Right. And you got to finish the fight. Yeah, essentially, ah, yes. There you point. go. <laughs> uh, the marketing worked. <laughs> yes, it did. Uh, and like that guy, I think a guy like got a tattoo of it to like like debut. Uh, so that like was the, for the date or something, right? I think E3? that was for two. Oh, was it two? Uh, it was one of the like producers or some or director even. I forget, but he got that because he was so <laughs> confident. Like, yes, this is coming out on this right. day. Bold choice. I mean, I never right. definitely wouldn't do that for today, so. seeing how often games get delayed. But uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> have to get that lasered off a couple times. But right. um, yeah, I think Halo Three just concludes the trilogy in such an incredible way. From the campaign, the epic story of you know uh, Master Chief versus the Covenant, um, that epic, epic uh, Warthog escape from the the Ark exploding at the end of the game. Like that's just that's a top five gaming moment for me. It's just so legendary. The planet's exploding around you. You're driving and trying to get to the ship to escape. Uh, and then obviously you can't talk about Halo without the multiplayer. I mean, 
I think three's multiplayer is just just definitive. I think that so many games after it owe what they you know their success. Even call it like the Call of Duties and the Fortnites of the world to Halo. I mean, Halo changed the game when it came out, and I don't think anyone would argue with me to say that Xbox might have not made it as long if it wasn't for Halo. Totally. Um, they, I think, only sold like 20, 30 million units versus PS2's 150 or how the yeah. juggernaut that was the PS2. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you're going to conclude a trilogy, look at how Halo 3 did it. Just the campaign, the multiplayer, the forge, the just the kind of online community that they built that's still going to this day. You can still play Halo 3 online. And uh, for a lot of people, that's like the definitive way to, to, to play competitive Halo. So I just, yeah, that's that was such a big one for me because Halo 3 was really my first online gaming experience. It was the first time I ever got Xbox Live. It was my first time as like a small, like 14 year old boy, like playing online with people and be like, hey, guys, what's up? And then they tell me to <laughs> shut up because I'm just I'm just terrible at the game. Um, I think that was but, my first online foray. Like, yes, I'm going to get xbox live i'm actually going to pay for this and and go forward and i was thinking about this too when i was coming on the show brian because i know that uh you this has been brought up before multiple times on the episodes that you play inverted controls right oh yeah so don't ever let ryan take that away from you because some of the best halo players i know are play inverted and they are absolute gods at this game so that's it wow keep fighting the good fight i will i I see where i fit in i have this whole (laughs) trilogy here <laughs> i'm i'm a not inverted player i just can't do it so the, the people that can play inverted to such a high like level i just can't i was just it blows my mind so well it's all in good fun but like inverted's wrong <laughs> it's a plane you're flying don't think a plane will ever let me talk him out of it like would you well i guess i, mean, I gotta play regular my, controls my now <laughs> will not cooperate with that for it sure it doesn't work it, as you probably understand yeah absolutely it was funny having brian physically here and then yeah. handing the controller off uh, uh so each was like what is going on here? how can you exist like this Come exactly on. <laughs> yes profanities may have been flung around the room i don't know i don't that's know that's amazing i was, was very heated but uh i want to bring up halo 3 had that was one of my i think when we did our top five like one of the moments that we were talking about the scarab battles were just so much fun oh, where yeah. you're just getting on these huge walking crawling monsters that i mean they're robots um and just like it's kind of that open arena and there's just this huge monstrosity in the middle and there's a war going on just everywhere and you're having to get all the way to the top and then disable this thing and and just a cutscene plays that was so much fun and i i really think that since bungie kind of let the series go it it really hasn't been the same because there's something about Bungie as a studio is, and even if you guys have played kind of Destiny and Destiny 2, like their gunplay is second to none. Like they have, right. their, their guns just feel so good no matter what they do. Yeah. Uh, and just the way that Bungie crafted these epic set pieces, like you said, the Scarab battles, that this, I mean, I, I've played Halo 4 and 5 and I think they're they're good games in their own regard, but I don't think they've quite reached that that level of, of what Bungie was able to do. Yeah. I think you're right. I think t- it, it really is a toss up two and three for me, but I, I think you're probably right with, with three being, wow. being the top of that. Like, that's it's like, any that, given day. That's it's not like the right popular here. opinion too. The popular opinion would be two, right? Like I think that's what most people would regard as the, the better. Sequel. It definitely so had that's the interesting. hype surrounding it. Yeah. Like, and, and two is super important because it, it kind of, it was really like the first game that I remember you like being able to play online with people. And it was the big, like, mm-hmm. that was the thing is like, Oh, you can play Halo two online with your friends. Like, right. No one had ever heard of that before. 
I think the big knock against two is it's a, a cliffhanger and mm. people were mm. very upset about that. Yeah. So yeah. just wait yes. three years and we'll, we'll tell you what happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. So I'll just sit back and let you guys talk about Halo because, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not the Halo guy. I do have to say though, you, you know, the gunplay is great. And, and it's interesting. You mentioned that Splitgate does a good job of oh, nailing yeah. that as well. And I think I said on a, a few episodes ago, I really don't like, first person shooters compared to third person um like action games and it's because of that it's because like sometimes it's just off enough that the gunplay doesn't feel right and mm-hmm. halo never had sure. that problem halo never had that problem when bungie was running the show for sure right i like one thing about splitgate they came out a couple of days ago and they said uh they're gonna have forge mode before halo infinite and i right. thought that was kind of a, <laughs> a nice shot across yeah, the bow so that's awesome that's awesome yeah <laughs> Very good. Good pick. Top three. Here we go. Are you ready? Let's it's do it. Breath of the Wild. Oh, yes. Yeah. This was taking risks, something that this series had not done in a very long time. And I'm not saying it was faulty that they hadn't done it. Legend of Zelda games were have always been some of my favorite games. I mean, even those ones that are that copy and paste kind of gameplay and mechanics and storyline. But uh, Breath of the Wild decided it was going to try something new. And I think it's also from the original game, right? What is it? 30 years till we get Breath of the Wild, something like that. I think so. Because I think this is 35 for Zelda now or something Coming like up, that. Yeah, like it's 35 four, five years yeah. ago or something like that. Yeah. 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 So um, you look at like what the original game was and it drops you in this world. It's like, hey, here you go. Figure it out. And you have to figure out how you get your tools and where you go and where you go after you beat the first dungeon. And like, where are all these other dungeons? Oh, I'm not powerful. It is that trial and error. And the other games in this series very much deviated from that. And it's very clear where you go next. You're told where you go next. Whereas Breath of the Wild does that thing the original did again for the first time in 30 years. It drops you in the middle of nowhere and says, figure it out. Like, this is your world. Figure it out. And I think for being so true to what the original idea was, but also taking such a huge risk because it hadn't been done in 30 years. And the world they could create is so much larger and more potentially more confusing than that eight bit one from 30 years ago. (laughs) This was a huge jump off a cliff and uh, it worked out in the best ways possible. I don't enjoy a lot of open world games. This made it always had the thing on the horizon you want to go see. It always gave you like a glimmer of something to go follow, right? Oh, there's this dragon in the sky. Like, what do I do with this? Oh, I know that orange glow. That's a shrine. I have to go to it. And uh, yeah, I think it is possibly the best way any game has incorporated an open world mechanic. And I absolutely love this game. And it is absolutely one of the best sequels of all time. So Ryan. Yes. I don't get to bust your chops too often. Oh, Jesus. But what is Breath of the Wild a sequel to? Legend of Zelda. Legend okay. of Zelda series. Like, is, is, is that, are we saying that it, it actually is a direct sequel? Well, it actually, I don't really, it almost don't definitively really is, right? Okay. Because they do bring up, past games in this game that would be a qualifier yeah so so that's yeah, what i think you're you can get and there the is a definitive timeline right in the timeline that was my biggest the, argument was the time okay. okay and this is apparently when the three branching timelines are converging again okay 
That's that works then. Yeah. So like, no, this is a sequel. Okay. Good. Bust my chops no more, Brian. <laughs> but I appreciate the effort. I do. Okay. I do. Yes. Yeah. Now, Breath of the Wild Two will probably be. The do you have anything sequel. good to say about the game, or just like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, okay. you, you, listeners will will know my love for this of game, course, and of course, how excited I was to to pop this in day one, yeah. and and super excited about about the sequel. So yes, yeah. I. Yeah. I am a, a Zelda devotee and this sure. game is, is at the top. Yeah. No, it's a good, it's a good I, I think nostalgia for other Zeldas is, is big and, mm-hmm. and it, it colors things probably in, in weird directions, but I think breath of the wild just objectively is, is probably the best Zelda game. I, I agree. So. I, I have my favorite and it's not breath of the wild, but um, it is yeah. Yeah, just so good. I'm really glad you brought up the points that you did, because when I think of Breath of the Wild, that's exactly the things I think about, too. It's um, one of my favorite videos on YouTube of all time is by uh, Aaron Hansen, a.k.a. Eagle Raptor, Game Grumps fame. I don't know if you guys know of him. Um, he he, do, he did a series of videos earlier, 2010s, called Sequelitis, where he discusses like um, games versus their sequels. And one of the one of the games he does is uh, Ocarina of Time. Uh, and the points he brings up about Ocarina of Time versus like the original Zelda is like exactly what Ryan said. It's like it is an open world kind of exploration, but you're told very clearly where to go and when to go there. Yeah. Um, and I think, like you said, Breath of the Wild is just such a drastic departure from the Zelda formula. Whereas, yeah, you, OK, you have like a little intro area on the Great Plateau. But once you're dropped off there, it's like, OK, go do <laughs> as much or little as the story as you want. If you want to go straight to Hyrule Castle and fight Ganon with a mop, you can <laughs> yeah, and that's like that's insane. Nintendo was pretty much telling the speedrunning community, "Hey, get your, bet you guys can't do this," and now they can beat it in like 15 minutes because you can like right. angle links, shield surf, and launch like 7,000 feet in the right. air. Right. Um, it's it's an incredible game, and I, I was never the biggest Zelda fan before this game, and I played this game, and it brought me back to the franchise. So it made this game made me go back and play the other entries. It made me go wow. back and, and cool. finish finish ocarina maybe go back and finish wind waker um still haven't played twilight princess or skyward sword but i'm working on it um so yeah this is this is a of all the games of the past five years this is probably one of the best for sure that's rare to to have that like trajectory of of playing the others maybe not really liking them and then playing this and going back so that's yeah you, you get a new appreciation for it i'm sure Especially seeing like how far they've come along the way. It's cool to like have that frame of this is where we've arrived to. And then going back and kind of appreciating the history of the series. Right. Nice. Definitely. Very cool. Very good. All right. Well, getting to my number three, this is the game that both Ryan and I will be playing if I win our bet. And that is (laughs) Ori and the will of the wisps. Uh, Phenomenal series. And I loved pretty much everything about the first game. I it I had no idea what this game was and I just happened to pick it up on on PC and I didn't have an Xbox at the time so just completely skipped it. But I was very happy I I did end up playing this game and the second game just improves everything. I think the absolute most notable addition to Will of the Wisps over the first um Blind Forest is the checkpointing um, that was one thing that I kind of had a hard time in the first game was you have to like physically put down a checkpoint when you're playing through the game, which is helpful if you're trying to get through a, a certain point 
and you're just like, all right, I'm going to set this down and then, and then try it again. But it was really bad if you forgot to put down a checkpoint and died and had to go back like an hour or so. Mm-hmm. So this game fixes that with some auto checkpoints. Um, gameplay is better. It, it's uh, you don't have too much weaponry in the, the first game. It's it's very subdued. This game definitely gives that a, a much better feel. Um, you actually feel like you're able to deal with enemies in a, a better way instead of just kind of jumping over them or or kind of getting getting them subdued. Um, and then obviously music always a, a point for me. I think both games have phenomenal soundtracks. So one over the other is, is not, not really anything there. Our music episode, I, I gush about the the yeah. soundtrack a lot. Um, and then the graphics, I mean, Ori, if you've ever looked at any screenshot from, from the first game, you you think, Oh my gosh, this is just like a beautiful painting and it's, animated and i i can't understand it two makes it unbelievably gorgeous um and you, you just see how much more detail is in this world and you know i'm I, I love good graphics and that's sometimes a point you know that that will make me get to play a game but this one really you're, you're just wowed at every instance of looking at the screen uh and you can play it in 8k which is wow. i don't think you can say that really about any other game out on the market right now um, but yeah, Ori and the Will of the Wisps is, is a formidable sequel and I am excited to see what this studio does. If it's Ori, great. If it's not, they are a new coming studio that I'm very excited to see. I'm kind of hoping I lose our bet now. You can't just ignore the bet. It's a bet. You bet on a bet. And if you lose, you lose the bet. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to play Dark Souls. That, that'll be fun. That That's what that game is, right? Fun. Uh, I think it's fun. Okay. <laughs> In a very punishing kind of way. There's yeah. enjoyment out of it for sure. Perfect. Um, yeah, I played, I, I experienced a little bit of Ori and the Blind Forest on, on Game Pass. Uh, played for a few hours at least. Sure. I, um, I own both those games on Steam. I've been meaning to go back and play them. But um, yeah, from just what I've seen, uh, Ori is a really awesome, unique take on the Metroidvania style right. of, of genre as far as, I understand my basic understanding of it. Um, yeah. So from what I've seen in Will of the Wisp, it just like takes it up to the next level. And uh, these man, these Metroidvania games now, it's like, I really hope that Dread can live right. up to how some of these are like, like Ori is really good. Uh, Hollow Knight's really good. Yeah. Like, so it will because it, it says Metroid. I think that yes. is going to just like elevate it to, to levels. And yes. that's kind of all it needs at a certain point. So. For sure. It'll it'll always be an interesting take on it too. I think just by having that sci-fi setting, it benefits a lot from it because Hollow Knight's not that, and Ori's right. not that, and right. you know, That's who doesn't love a good sci-fi? Right? Sci-fi is big these days for sure. Yeah. So, play The Ascent. I it's on no, my I'm list. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely on my list for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Are we on the number two then? Yeah. 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 Uh, number two. Okay, so I don't think you can uh, do a, a two without a number two stuff. Gosh, you keep making my list illegitimate, man. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, for me, my number two is a game I played recently. I, I missed. It came out several years ago. Uh, it's got to be Uncharted 2, I think. Um, wow. I think that the Uncharted series is incredible. Uh, Naughty Dog really had something there just of their action adventure. Essentially, male Tomb Raider game, right? Um, and Dude Raider. Dude Raider, yeah. exactly. 
Uh, Uncharted 1 was fun. There were obviously a lot of issues with it. The pacing was a little weird. The controls were a little wonky. The climbing and the gunplay weren't necessarily the best. All problems which have been more or less fixed in the HD collection, the Nathan Drake collection. But mm-hmm. man, 2 is just... I, I don't know what they were on Naughty Dog when they made 2, but it just... <laughs> The, the, the pacing, the gunplay, the story, the character development, uh, the voice acting, just everything about two is is incredible. And just like whenever you think it's coming to a lull, like kicks up again, it kicks up again, yeah. it kicks up again. And the slow moments are perfectly interspersed with the action moments. And just the set pieces are so huge, whether you're like driving trucks on the side of a mountain or the game starts with you hanging off of a train. <laughs> yeah. And you climb back up and you're like, what the heck is happening? Like, how is that to start a game? And that's absolutely incredible. So yeah, I, this was re- really when Naughty Dog was hitting their stride for sure. And I even I think uh, I haven't played three and I haven't played a four. I've heard four and three are both pretty good or Lost Ooh. Legacy. Um, but from what I understand uh, and so far for me personally, two is two is definitely the best for sure. Ooh, yeah, you got no, some I've, games to play. I've played I them, a lot of games. To play. And like, I actually agree with you, Eric. I have played those other games and I think two is probably still my favorite from this series um it's it's and i'm glad you brought up pacing that is probably why i like two better than the other ones because two just like you said it doesn't have those downtimes. it doesn't right. have those moments where you're like yeah yeah let's get to the next action sequence which sometimes three and four suffer from i mean four uh, is like it's like 40 hours long four is, it's really whoa long. it's yeah it's a little yeah little too long at right. times. i think uncharted 2 is what like maybe like 15 at most oh, it's if, perfect. Yeah, yeah 15 20 yeah. I just messaged Brian this week how like the sweet spot for times to me is between 10 and 20 hours. It is right. like, that's what I want from a game, you know? And cause you don't get those lulls and man, uncharted two is just so, so good. It is tip top. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Not on my list. <gasps> wow. Interesting. What? Interesting. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> and but no uncharted so... are going to be on your list if, if what you hold. No uncharted. But you just say interesting. Yeah. Well, I felt like if I was going to make a list based off of that risk and the big leap, right? Like two was phenomenal, but it wasn't the hugest leap from one, right? Definitely it perfected not. what one wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. And that's what I feel like a lot of the games on my list are is like the the sequels have become like it, what the first game kind of knew the direction they wanted right. to, but then the second game really like, okay, yeah. we've arrived. This is what this is. This is what it was always meant to be. So yeah. sure. Oh, and I 100% agree about Assassin's Creed too. Mm-hmm. Like that is definitely did what you just said, like made it what the dream was, right? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uncharted 2 is what the dream was meant to be. Yeah. 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 Good pick. So my number two is not a number two <laughs> in this series. Uh, it's a number 12. So it's, <laughs> I mean, technically it's, <laughs> the, it's the number one. Uh, it's Metroid prime. Oh, ah, okay. so I guess like okay. technically it is a number one, right? That's but fair. Right. It's really not. It's a, it's a sequel in my eyes and oh man, like how many people thought Metroid would work as a 3d game? Oh, probably yeah. zero nobody nobody even nobody. the creators were like i don't know if this is gonna work yeah yeah uh it worked and uh i think it took the series to just such awesome heights um we've talked about it so many times on this show brian and uh metroid prime is just oh i can't think about the game without getting like just so 
amps. I want to play. Talon Overworld is just playing in your head right now. Well, you want to talk about the music. You've been bringing up the music a lot, (laughs) and that's true for this game. Absolutely. But I I visualize, when I talk about this game, I visualize all the different parts of that world because it was so vivid and so well thought out. And like it it was just beautiful. Like it's a beautiful game, expertly crafted. And uh, to not only take the risk of making one of the best 2d games out there metroid into a 3d game it's a huge risk and they did it to perfection the first time like that's the crazy and (laughs) and they gave it to a an american studio right i think that's even more and nobody knew what retro was at that point too it's not like we think of retro studios and like you know they're a good developer right that was not the case then i mean it is like incredible that this game was what it was and it's perfect. I love Metroid Prime. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's like, I oh, mean, it's man. like I'm excited for Dread, yeah. but I'm real excited for Metroid Prime Same. 4. <laughs> Same. I was so happy to hear Retro was taking back over. Yeah. Um, and I just like, oh, I take as much time as you need, you know, give us that experience and like everyone will be happy. Yeah. 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 I think too, when you talk about, especially, uh, Recently, happy birthday to the GameCube. Uh, I, right. I don't think you. True. I don't think you make a list of best GameCube games without Metroid Prime. Absolutely, Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, that is probably that and you know Melee and Sunshine probably the peak of that console. I mean, that's and it's unfortunately something I'm embarrassed to say that I haven't played. So I'm definitely gonna have to catch up on this trilogy before uh, before four comes out. I was hoping that they would do like a Switch Online GameCube or a Metroid Prime trilogy. So I'm really hoping that they do they something, will. They will. something like that for the Switch. Yeah. I know. I think they didn't they do the trilogy for like Wii U or something like that. Wii U, they did. Okay, actually, no, they both Wii and both. Wii U. Okay, Wait, absolutely. Did, they did the trilogy not as a package. Yes, yes, hundred percent. I trilogy? had it. Wow, interesting. Uh, yep. I mean, it came I'll out first. Maybe on go Wii. look at that for Wii U. So yeah, I think you can get it digitally for Wii U, but obviously it's only physical for Wii and yeah be prepared to have hundreds of dollars that you're willing to part with for it but i'll just give them like 74 of my funko pops for it it'd be fine yes yeah. <laughs> wait didn't that like um that did come out pretty soon after three was released on it Wii, did didn't it? Yeah, yeah that's right i do remember that yeah yeah, yeah. it's in a metal case and everything like it, it was man it was a legitimate release that's cool yeah yeah it's a good that one wii U. all right miss that wii u yeah yeah kind of i kind of do too it, it's yeah. got dreamcast vibes like right. yeah that thing was pretty cool it was i mean cool. it had it had like you know you want to get all the zeldas it's it's yeah. it has them all like you i thoroughly enjoyed it yeah. i thought that we like every single zelda on that thing <laughs> well crazy. i was talking to brian too like we were mentioning there's a castlevania uh advance collection possibly coming out uh, and I was like, man, it'd be really cool if they could remake some of those DS ones as well. And he he had said, well, how would that work on the Switch? And it's like, man, if we had that Wii U, it would work. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Awesome. That's a good one. All right. Well, my number two, keeping with the twos, as Ryan knows, because I told him all of mine are actual direct sequels. So number two is everywhere. And for me, that is Borderlands 2. Uh, after playing a little bit with you, Ryan, this game does not hold up in the in the ways that I'd like. <laughs> yeah. um, and and three three is a good game in in certain respects, and it, it fixes being a modern game in ways that two kind of fails at at this point. Um, but man, when Borderlands two came out, I was 
really amped to play it. Uh, this is absolutely a case where they didn't have anything for Borderlands one. It was just like, we're going to make a shooter. You know, we have these cell shaded graphics and, uh, you know, Diablo gun. It's Diablo with guns, basically. And that, that was, you know, that was a good start, but Borderlands two, they give you a story. They give you these really memorable characters. I know that it's very grating to modern audiences and, and three really like, that's what got me to stop playing three was they just doubled down on that. And it's not my thing. I, I put up with it for Borderlands two. Um, but the gunplay was just so great in this, uh, and just being able to have a bazillion guns, like literally it's just an endless amount of different guns. So you're always just throwing things down, picking up new ones, seeing how it, it works, seeing the stats. Oh, this one catches people on fire and it like mm-hmm. has unlimited ammo. That's awesome. That's way better than what I was doing. You, you really sit there and, and calculate your DPS and the raids were, were so much fun. And that's something that one, I think maybe had a little bit of, but there are so many different raid bosses and it's like complicated how you have to get there. And if you want to beat the hardest of the hard raids, you, you have to do like destiny style. We are going to group up. We are going to make sure like we have every kind of class here that we need. And it was just so fun coordinating that I got a lot of different guns that I really enjoyed from cheating because someone just like was spewing out like a million guns. They, they had hacked something and I just like had whatever I want, just like, a million different like gold uh, lights just in my vision. So I could pick and choose the best ones. But once I got that like four gun mix of, of the best, I had so much fun just mowing down enemies. Mm. Um, but yeah, this, this game, I, I, I wanted three to be better than it was. And it, it, like I said, it did have the gameplay that you expect from a game to come out in, in 2019, but it didn't have everything that I was looking for from two in terms of like story and characters. So I'm excited for the, the tiny Tina. Yeah. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. If you were going to pick that up. So I'm, I'm really excited for that because it's drawing from Borderlands two's tiny Tina DLC. I forget Mm -hmm. what that one's called. But that was like a salt on dragon keep or something like that. Yes. Which was the absolute most, most fun part of kind of just the Borderlands two storyline it was so much fun. It, it it really is just like a fantasy world outside of Borderlands and you're, you're just fighting. It's like Dungeons and Dragons with guns and, and cool. Diablo. Like it, it's awesome. Um, so it looks like the Tiny Tina game is going to be that and we're getting it real soon. So uh, count me very excited for that one. Awesome. I'm excited for that as well, too. And I think I like what you said about the humor and stuff like that, because, man, looking back at Borderlands 2, it very was very much was like a product of its time right and i I think that's super interesting just like the humor and stuff you're like oh yeah like back then that was super hilarious but now it's like "Eh, it's a little weird (laughs) right um it's just all the games that era now that we're like 10 years or so removed from that era of games which is like really scary to think about i know um (laughs) it's just kind of cool to see like that style and that kind of humor and you know everything was either like that or everything was like gray and brown for some reason so yeah (laughs) i really like that a lot that that's again borderlands 2 is like probably the definitive experience for me as well uh i didn't really play three just because didn't really have time to and i was just like i don't really need another borderlands game in my life right now right um, it it came out at the wrong time i feel like people were were ready for borderlands 3 like two years before 
two or three years, let's say, before it came out. And at that time, we were like, eh. Yeah, we, and now we've, we've just got on. so many looter shooters. Exactly, like there's just so many of them. So, right. it's a good one, though. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed what I played of it for sure. Um, so, I was at Five Below today. You familiar with the store, Five Below? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. guess what? They had a shelf full of Borderlands Three for five dollars, oh, no. and I didn't oh, buy it. And I really, didn't buy it. yeah, I was like, That's man, interesting. You know, it's funny. I'm sure you all have the same thing where huh. if a video game is where it shouldn't be you are it always draws your eye right like you're right. always on the lookout for like why cool is it in five below that's so weird. <laughs> right it was a shelf full of them i am not kidding you at now what, what 25 version? copies of it borderlands ps4 version ps4 okay yeah i was yeah. like hey i could play this on my ps5 i'm like man i couldn't talk myself into spending five i almost messaged uh, you and i was like is $5? it worth five bucks <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i would i would play it for five dollars i have just so many games i know right I know. now <laughs> like yeah. there's too many out because they've added a lot to that they've added cross play yeah. and yeah. all sorts of stuff wow yeah. five below that's in, yeah. that's insane so if you're at five below look out for that shelf full of borderlands wow. three might go back over there <laughs> right <laughs> interesting wow all right so we're we're here we're at our number one so let's uh let's get into these definitive number ones of our sequels All right, Eric, what have you got for us? Okay, so I went back and forth on this a lot for probably since June or July or whenever we determined I was coming out in September. Um, this was this was difficult, but ultimately my number one for sequels was God of War 2018. Um, Great pick. And I think because before this, like I said, I never played any God of War games before this. Like I knew of Kratos just because... I'd seen the gameplay. I knew the story. You know, he's super hyper, super violent, God of War, murdering gods. Like, I knew the story just because at the time it was so culturally relevant. The original God of War series, again, kind of like Borderlands 2, is very much a product of its time where it was yeah. just like super hyper, super aggressive and like, you know, suggestive things and things like that. You yeah. Talk, yeah. You're and, about all those grays and browns, right? Yes, <laughs> like, a lot of grays. Yeah. And, like, literally, Kratos is gray. They, yeah. They're just like, oh, let's make this guy gray. Um, which there are obviously good story reasons for that, but I digress. Yes. Um, but God of War 2018 did something very much similar like Breath of the Wild. It, it made me care about a series that I didn't care about. It made me care about characters. I was just like, oh, Kratos, who cares? Like he's just violent because he's angry and violent, whatever. <laughs> um, but then they came out and they showed this just different side of him. This, you know, he, he just lost his wife and he's alone in this new foreign land raising a son. And he doesn't know how to be a father because all he's done is just murder gods his entire life. And, and he doesn't want to be a father, it seems. Exactly. And he comes to this new land to try and just start over and like have a new lease on life. And it's just like terrible things keep following him. And it's just like Santa Monica Studios just did such an incredible job with this game. And it's just the way it's like a seamless there are no loading screens obviously they had loading screens behind Gosh, different right. stuff but it's just like a continuous experience from start to finish and yeah, just one to shot see, yeah Crazy. to see how kratos just grows alongside his son um to the point where he's very cold towards his son to the end of the game where he's like this is my past this is what i did this and like kind of coming to terms with his kid is like oh i'm like a god and stuff like that um it's it's just so moving especially in and I don't know if this is true or not, but I don't see like a lot of like touching father son stories in games. I feel like that's like a, not an area where it's like not really treaded on a lot. Um, like obviously you see like like child parent relationships like Joel and Ellie or 
mm-hmm. uh, for, from Last of Us, but I don't, I haven't ever really seen like explicitly like father son, not like this, that kind of that strange yeah. relationship, and that that hit me like way harder than I thought to. Where I was like, when I finished this game, I was almost moved to tears, which has only ever happened a couple of times when I've when I've played games. So, um, and then just the the gameplay, the Leviathan axe feels so good when you're chucking that thing around. It's just I can't say enough good things about this game. And it's it's very, very quickly like made the second one Ragnarok, like my most anticipated for game sure ever. Um, yeah. I, I can't say enough good things about this game. No, like the whole Blades of Chaos moment too. talk about the Leviathan X, but when you're like going back, to, oh gosh, it's yeah. so good. And that gave me chills. And I'd never even played the other three or four right. games that there were. But I knew the significance of this just from based on the history. And I think that's something really good they did with this, the sequel, too, is they made it accessible for people who hadn't played the original series, which totally. was awesome. So yeah. yeah, can't say enough good things about this one, boys. So when you talk about the emotion involved in this game, there's so much unsaid there too. Like you had said, oh, it seems like he doesn't want to be a father, but you know, it's never explicitly mentioned in the right. game, but you get the feeling that he doesn't think he can be a father. That's why he, he doesn't want to be because he has so much anger from that past history you were mentioning eric of just killing gods it's all he knows and he has to find a way to not only cope with his anger but like make a capable capable child without like ruining the kid right well, and he, he had his a own family. shortcomings yeah he, right he had right. a family before so it's like i'm not going to do this again so yeah. to and be able to he's to, losing his family again right essentially. right right, right. No, it is. It's heavy yeah. stuff for sure. It's so good. And it's so well acted and like the the little oh. facial animations just say so much. It's just oh, it's beautiful. They cast beautiful. everybody perfectly and yeah. Bear McCreary the soundtrack is oh, just right? oh yeah. god. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. I, I I think we were all wowed by that first trailer because you just hear like oh, there's a God of War game like fine Ascension. Yeah, that that was horrible. Everyone hated it. And then just to do it in about face and give us something completely new is just, it's unbelievable. And in the first five minutes, you know, it starts with him in that tree and then it's all quiet and there's no action. This is not kind of wait, Like, what is this? Yeah. There's heavy dialogue being spoken. It's just like, whoa, it was incredible. Incredible. Very few instances I can think of in gaming where there's such a serious like franchise transformation from one game to the next. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. That's so, my number one. Moving on to my number one, uh, longtime listeners of the show will probably not be too surprised that my number one is, of course, Weapon Lord 2. Perfect. Doesn't <laughs> exist. No, it doesn't exist. My number one is God of War 2018. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's it's everything that Eric just said. This and and you know that I elaborated on as well. This game just like, yeah, it makes you feel real emotion uh it's incredible and then you know we're talking about kratos and his son but there's freya and balder and that dynamic too and all these other side characters that are just a joy to be around uh brock and sindri right like they're so good another dynamic duo yeah yeah and uh (laughs) gosh oh my god i'm such a terrible video game fan what's the name of the head mimir mimir Mimir, yeah i totally forgot about mimir but he's amazing yeah (laughs) It's am- so we talk about Uncharted and how four- some of the games fell into these lulls, right? That like two didn't have these the pitfall of there are no lulls in God of War, and it's because of Mimir. It's because when you are just <laughs> canoeing on, you know, the Lake of Nines or whatever it's called, like Mimir is just 
elaborating on so much lore and history and and it's interesting it's interesting exactly you you want to hear the answers to the questions atreus is asking and like you want to know more about like norse mythology it's incredible and normally like take my mirror out of that that's now that's boring right now you're just like canoeing around on a lake cool but great doesn't just say quiet boy every time he asks right (laughs) Right, exactly (laughs) get in the boat boy boy Boy, boy, this way, boy. Slow down, boy. We do what we please, boy. Boy, boy, look at me. Look at me, boy. Exactly. But um, yeah, this this game is just nothing short of incredible. Uh, and it was a huge, huge change for the series. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the the one take as well, because that just makes it all. Everything hits so much harder. You feel like you're experiencing everything with them. Right. Uh, it, have we yeah. gotten confirmation if Ragnarok is going to be one shot? I don't think we have. No, okay. it's a new director. It's a different director. That's right. It's not Corey yeah. Balrog. So like nobody, kind of, I don't think anybody really knows. Right. So we'll see. I can't imagine that. they could possibly go back, but who knows? Right. I mean, right. it might not be a big deal. Cause I know the PS5 is supposed to have like the lightning fast load time. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. You'll be crawling through tunnels a lot less on the PS5 version. Well, right? yeah. well I was going to say, yeah, oh, because it's PS4. Coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they Ooh. might right. still be hindered by yeah. that. Yeah. We'll see. Lots of narrow passageways. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, in that game, it, wor- it worked to great effect because you would just kind of come out of the, the tunnel in the river and then just like the light would bloom and, mm-hmm. and you would see this humongous lake. And then uh, what's the, the snake name? Um, oh, the world serpent. Yeah, the world serpent would just be in the background, and then you would like keep keep rowing. Your monger or something? Yeah, yeah. God, I was going to butcher it. Yeah, not going to try and even say (laughs) the real name. So, right, right. Which in Norse mythology, I think is Loki's son. I don't know, something like that. Loki has some really like weird kids, dude. He's got like a nine legged horse for a kid. (laughs) To this is real. This is real. Yeah, Yeah, so I would not be surprised if Jormungandr is Loki's kid. Uh, If either of you have not read Norse mythology, I think it's the name of the book by Neil Neil Gaiman. So good, and it's just stories of Thor and Loki, Um, and it it, it's basically what Mimir is talking about like all the time. Mm And that's a great book. Um, I'll have to pick really, it up for sure. Yeah, it gets you in the mood to to play God of War stuff for, uh, in yeah. the meantime. Yeah, that's a great pick, God of War. Both of you, I think that's yeah, best sequel for sure. Yeah. My number one is not that. <laughs> uh, my number one is Uncharted Two. Uh, I think I did not have Last of Us on here. Um, I did not have any other Uncharted's on here because I think for me to everything you said, Eric, it, you know, rings true. This, this was a, a decently big leap forward. I played the, the first game and was kind of excited for the second game. You know, I, I loved the, the gameplay of, of number one and was just wowed by some of the animations and just like, wow, he's hiding behind cover and like kind of scared when these gunshots like hit him right, right by his head. And then two just had that in spades. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think this, this game, it, it kind of is a toss up two and three for me. I, there were some set pieces in three that that really wowed me. But two, again, that pacing is just so good. Mm-hmm. Three had some issues with that. You know, as much as they wanted you to be lost in the desert, just walking around and in this town for for hours on end, it just didn't work to to the game's pacing. Um, and then, yeah, four is just 
its own host of problems with pacing. Great game. Not saying anything bad there, but Uncharted 2 was was a definitive experience. It it has great gunplay, everything that you want. And the 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 story I'd I'd say is is really tight. You know, you get some some weird stuff with Chloe and uh oh uh, oh god, what's Elena? Yeah. Um you're you're waiting for that moment because you, you you have Chloe the whole time and then and then Elena shows up and then you're like what's going to happen? Like just yeah. there's moments like that where <laughs> yeah. you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop and, and the game really, really gives that to you. So uncharted Two, a masterpiece of design. And I knew that last of us was going to be on your list, Ryan. So I, I skipped that one. Yeah, I do find it interesting that you included uncharted Two and not the last of us Two. And I, I it's okay if it's not just because you knew it was going to be on my list. Um, uncharted means more to me than the last of us yeah i i thought it it, i thought as much yeah yeah i mean i think one of the first conversations we ever had once we found out we both liked video games was about your love for uncharted sure so yeah no i, I'm, I think I'm, it it stems from indiana jones for yeah, sure 100%. Um, and that that's yeah. just like i love the last of us i love the the world there but it's mm-hmm. it doesn't have all of this other baggage in my head I, that, I like that, i like depressing things exactly <laughs> Or feel sad. Yeah, I do all the time. I really <laughs> yes. do. Like, I'm not sad, so it's cool to like experience sadness. God. Right. So, well, Eric, I just I, want to I, mow down 50 people. What's it like to say, feel? Like, <laughs> God, that's terrible. And I so, think too, um, this is uh, just a touch on Uncharted too, as well. It's like Naughty Dog had always been like before this, like the Crash Bandicoot and Jack and Daxter developer, right? Right. Um, but I feel like especially with Uncharted two, people were like, "Whoa, okay, like, yeah." These so, guys are serious. As a developer, it's like their oh, best sure. sequel. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just put them on the bar map. none. Yeah. yeah. Did uh, one have Blind Fire, or was that a development? I think so. Too? Okay. I think so because yeah, I I, I, I feel like I can throw a grenade behind me in that game and yeah. yeah. I don't know. You did have to flick the controller, so maybe not. So really briefly talking about Indiana Jones, Eric. I I, I don't know if you're aware of this. We are sitting with a Kingdom of the Crystal Skull apologist uh, right now. I dressed so. up for that movie and yeah. went opening night. And, and it's play, a, it's a that, good, that's okay. That's forgivable. You defend it. That's that's the thing. Yeah, it's a bad. It's, it's a, certainly Jones a movie, movie. That's for sure. But a yeah. good movie. So going off the rails. One thing I didn't play a game. I watched uh, the Hobbit series. I started watching that with my wife over the last week. And I have I have to say this on the show. There's a reason why I have said before on the show like they're not that bad. They're not as bad as everybody makes them out to be. I have to rescind that statement. Oh, These no. movies are really really bad. I I found myself watching them and thinking like what would tolkien feel about oh. these movies and it wouldn't be good that's all i'm gonna say it wouldn't be good what would so. he say at the part where legolas is in the barrel just rolling down the river doesn't i don't think legolas happen? legolas doesn't get in a barrel the dwarves who, do who does i think that okay. was in the book i think that was in the book though wasn't it the yeah but it, it looks book? so bad oh, i remember so that being really oh. Oh. and there the are ones- those shots that like are so obvious green screen. And I know like Weta who does the special effects do phenomenal work. So it had to be a, a matter of time or budget, yeah. you know, cause they, they do better work. Than it that. felt like a cash grab for yeah. sure. Yeah. So there were a couple of things about this. The, the one scene that sticks out to me is I think it's battle of five armies when like Legos is fighting the dude and the bridge is collapsing and he oh. like steps up the collapsing bridge. Yeah. That just looks terrible. It, it looks awful. You want to um, know what looks terrible? Legolas's contacts. What did they do? He didn't uh, have those eyes. He looks like, like a robot. This is like vampire from Twilight contacts. Oh, this is bad. Um, right. But I, from my understanding, and I saw a little bit of a Facebook video snippet of this, is that they were really crunched for time on all these movies because I guess like in the middle of development, like Peter Jackson got super sick 
and he oh. was out for like eight to 10 weeks. And so like just everything got pushed back and he was like, I didn't have time to storyboard anything. They were like shooting scenes with like no plans. Wow. Um, the one bright spot in that series is definitely um, Martin Freeman. Sure. It's Martin Freeman, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's Martin. Freeman. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, he, he tried his, I think his portrayal of Bilbo was incredible. He tried to like, carry those right. movies as much as he possibly could no yeah, he's, he sure. was great in them. he was a good casting for bilbo but there are these moments where like he's about to go into erebor and talk to smaug god now we all know it's smaug, smaug. right yeah so um and he's like he's like almost passing out before he goes in there he's so afraid of confronting this dragon and then he goes right. in there and he's like looking through the treasure and he's just like tossing it to the side like he doesn't have a care of the world there's even right. like these facial expressions and i'm not putting that on martin freeman but like that's bad direction to me yeah like it's not like continuity right problems yeah, basically exactly yeah. he, he's afraid for his life but then he's just like oh let me make as much noise as possible <laughs> Right. In this dragon's lair, like sorry, and that's painful for me because the original Lord of the Rings trilogy is, oh, gosh, it's by and far my favorite work of cinema ever. It is a transformative yep. piece of art in my life. So yeah, no, <laughs> that, I, I, that I was, totally agree. The drop was was very very difficult. Right? Yeah, totally agree, and that's why people listen to our video game podcast to hear about, <laughs> to hear about <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tolkien. <laughs> so we've come to that time in the show, Eric, where I am going to ask you a few questions. Are you ready? Oh. I'm ready. Well, I just want to preface this with the fact that has anybody, so I've heard you guests on other podcasts. Um, we tend to be in the same group. Has anybody ever told you like you have the perfect radio voice? Uh, I've never yeah. heard anybody say it. So one, actually one other person has told me that. And um, unfortunately their show is no longer on the air. Uh, oh. It was Jeff from the backlog and beyond podcast. Um, and they just got too busy with life, but their, their show yeah. was really awesome. And uh, when I was talking to him about the show going off, he's like, keep doing what you're doing. He's like, you have a radio voice. And I said, Oh, nobody's ever told me that before because I am terrified of speaking. And I think I just sit up here and stutter and like, uh, uh, uh. so, no, you don't. um, yeah. Wow. Thank you. That, that does mean a lot to me really. Um, <laughs> and I'm just like, how can you be complimenting me? I'm just a dude. So I don't take compliments <laughs> very well. So <laughs> well, be, prepare yourself. There, there are maybe a few more coming. Oh, stop. <laughs> Um, yeah, coming from a guy, I talk like I have a mouthful of rocks. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate um, that. And uh, are you a fan of coffee or like energy? Do you drink energy drinks? So, I, in an effort to lose weight, a little bit of weight for my wedding, I stopped drinking soda and I've recently just started being a coffee like enthusiast oh, and drinking go. coffee. Right. Good man. Um, energy drinks, not so much just because, uh, yeah, I just don't like the way they make me feel. So no, absolutely, it's <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah. of sugar and stuff. Um, but, but coffee, I'm enjoying coffee more and more. Um, yeah, very so, cool. Because yeah. so, the reason I'm asking is, I just wonder where you find the energy to continually support and promote all the podcasts out there. Because you are like <laughs> no joke. I'm, and I say this uh, on behalf of I'm almost positive all podcasts, uh, the utmost appreciation for what you do because you are always promoting others and like. It's incredible. I, I get exhausted. I made one post a week ago and like, there's all this baggage that comes with it. Like, Oh, did I forget someone? Like, I can't live with that. That's crippling to me. And you do it all the time. You're like literally on top of it, just pushing everybody's podcast. And it's so good for the community and it's amazing. It's incredible. Well, thank you. Uh, I, it gives me a lot of anxiety too. And I really do try to like pretty much every show that I shout out, I do listen to. And I try to, right. um, because I found the most effective way to kind of network and meet people is just be like, Hey, I thought your show was really cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that was something that, um, that went back to my days. I used to 
three years ago, I used to stream like semi-seriously and tried to like be a streamer, you know, like everybody right. wanted to. And, um, you know, the, the, the community I was a part of was very like selfish and everyone was just kind of out for themselves. And, um, you know, I just felt like the couple friends that I made from that and Tom was one of them. That's how we started podcasting. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it just, it, it feels really good when just one, one, even if it's just one or two persons, it's just like, Hey, like I watched your stream and you're like, it was really good. And I enjoyed it. Uh, so that's just really kind of the attitude and energy I try to put out there is just like, Hey, like I listen to your show. And if I listen to it, I mean, that's pretty much my stamp of approval that I like it. And I'm going to, I want to tell other people about it. And, you know, yes, I do want you to listen to my show as well, but right. it's also a way for me to like, just meet people. And like, that's the way I, I met you guys. That's the way I met, uh, uh Keith and, um, probably like 20 or 30 other people that I never yeah. would have thought that I meet ever. And, and now I have like, quote unquote, I consider you guys and everybody, my friends, like across the Absolutely. country. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, other countries too. Right. Yeah. Even yeah. so, like, uh, I mean, I know a couple in the UK and then the, yeah, uh, yeah even in Australia and, uh, some other places I have a 1% listen rate in Lebanon, which is really right. strange. Wow. So cool. <laughs> it's just, cool. Yeah, it's crazy. I think we lost our listener in France, but you know, say <laughs> oh, la vie. Ha! <laughs> oh, that's what we lost. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I love France. It was just a um, joke. <laughs> yeah, I just I just want everyone to know that I'm listening to their stuff, and I hope it makes your day. That let you know that I, even though I like post you guys every week, I just want you to know that hey, I'm listening and I love yeah. your stuff. So yeah, no, and I do too, actually. And you're a big reason why that I started. You know, because there are. I I used to listen to bigger gaming podcasts, and I started listening to smaller ones mostly because you were putting them out there. And I'm like, Hey, you know what? I should give these guys a try too. There's so much good content out there and it's not always the big people providing it. Um, so I, I do listen to a lot of those podcasts because, because you told me about them basically, whether you know it or not in your stories, you were telling me about them. And uh, I don't, I'm, I just don't always mention it, but good for you, man. I really, yeah. it's really impressive. No joke. Um, so I do have another question. Do you have any hobbies outside of gaming that people may not know about? Um, aside from collecting Funko Pops, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of unfortunately, a lot of my hobbies have taken a backseat just to right. life. And you know, like, obviously, I, me and my fiance are planning a wedding, so yeah. Um, I used to play music, I used to play guitar, uh, haven't really done that too much just like since the pandemic and since the wedding, everything's been really busy. I'm doing that. Um, I'm self taught graphic designer, uh, okay. I really enjoy designing like logos and branding and stuff like that. And that goes, I'm I have a degree in marketing, so that kind of ties in with that. Uh, so any chance I get, I really like to um, just design or, or teach myself a little bit more about design because I just I really love that aspect of it. Did you um, do your design for your logo for your podcast? Yes, I did. Yeah, uh, I really I, like it. That's yeah, it. And really, it's just kind of I just throw stuff at the wall till it sticks. So I was like, ah, side questing arrows this way, that way, <laughs> arrows, the, the, and then rainbow. It just worked. I don't know. Oh, it's so cool. no, yeah. Cool. Um, and yeah, that's really a couple. And then I like to just, yeah, me and my fiance really like to watch TV shows and, um, and then, yeah, I just play games whenever I can. So. All right. Favorite TV show. If you had to pick one, that's like right now, contemporary, you know, contemporary. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, I've been on the Marvel kick lately. Me too. Uh, so me like too, buddy. Loki and WandaVision, mm -hmm. all those, um, man, Loki was nuts. Loki was nuts. Yeah. So WandaVision was probably my favorite, but, uh, that was what if, really? what if yeah. is really, really good. I enjoy that too. Uh, just the possibilities are endless and the, obviously the Disney machine ain't no stopping that. Um, but probably, <laughs> uh, that and the Mandalorian, like yes. Mandalorian was oh, yeah. like so good. Like, um, I'm not a huge star Wars fan. I enjoy it, but I was like, man, this is, 
this is nuts what they're doing with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But probably my overall favorite TV show of all time. Uh, definitely Breaking Bad. Okay. Very good. That's just cool. Perfect. Couldn't nice. make it through it. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. Well, there's a pretty <laughs> graphic scene uh, with uh, Jesse's girlfriend that uh, I just yes. couldn't. That, that was, totally. that was rough. Me. I agree. That, that was that's the breaking difficult. point for me. Yeah, I didn't, didn't make it beyond that. Yeah. That's but, understandable. Uh, yeah. So what is your best uh, gaming memory? Do you have one? Is it? Does it have to do with Kingdom Hearts 2? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, the day I bought it. Hold on. Wait. Whoa. Go back. I was convinced Final Fantasy IX was going to be on your list. What in the oh, world no. is happening here? He thought I he can't could believe get I didn't. Yeah. That's... What happened there? So as soon as I knew this was the topic, I, I collabed with Keith because I talked to Keith a lot. Uh-huh. Um, we're, we're pretty close friends. And I was like, I didn't want him to know that this was the topic, but I was like, Keith, I'm having an existential crisis because I started <laughs> thinking about it. Like, what is the definition of a sequel? Um, and we both arrived at the fact that Final Fantasy IX wasn't a direct sequel because it's kind of its own game. Mm. Oh, um, so wow. we consider like if Final Fantasy X-2 is a sequel to Final Fantasy X right. and right. the 13 games are sequels, but the numbered sequels aren't direct sequels to each other. So that was kind of part of my decision to leave it off. Kind of um, like my logic that Final Fantasy shouldn't be a franchise because <laughs> it, it could all be their own things. Essentially, right? yes, because they, there's only supposed to be one last game before that studio shut down. And then right. obviously here we are, 27 80 games later i don't know so okay so um, if you had to come up with a title for final fantasy 9 what would you call it oh man uh just probably just vivi's quest because <laughs> okay, that's cool. to, to me that's what that, that's who that uh that game is about for yeah. sure but that's why i left it off otherwise it would have been number one hands hand over hand over fist for sure yeah i figured <laughs> it's like your favorite game of all time right yeah it's very I, I just won't start because we'll talk about that for hours. I'll just right, for hours. Right so on, you guys right will be on. sleeping at the desk. So, <laughs> Well, so, hey, Ryan, I yeah. have a question. Okay. Uh, so we were talking about Super Smash Brothers. I think we have one character left for the, the DLC that's rounding out oh, Ultimate. Question. What would your... Who, who hasn't been listed yet? What would your Smash character be? Uh, well, I, I have two that I always say. So the meme pick is obviously Waluigi. Like, sure. just, just do it already. <laughs> That's my right. <laughs> like, it's it's got to happen. Like, Sakurai, if this is going to be the last character, give the people what they want. Seriously. Right. Um, for me, and I know this will probably never happen because of licensing, uh, I always really, 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 really wanted Gino from Mario RPG to be oh, in Oh, that would be a good one. That's who I really wanted. I know he's already a me, me fighter costume, whatever. Um, right. But- Same with Waluigi. There's, there's issues, like, with trophies and stuff. <laughs> This is what they claim, at least. <laughs> I mean, listen, if the fans wanted it, like, let's make it happen. But all the other ones that people say, like, put Goku in there, Master Chief, like, I'm like, oh, that's a little eh. much. Like, let's do something. <laughs> but, and just please not another Fire Emblem character. Please. I know. Like, oh. I love Fire Emblem. It's a great right. series, but we there's too many. There's just too yeah. many. Watch, um, they're going to not put Gina, but they're going to put, like, Mallow in there or something instead. I on, That wouldn't be the worst thing. Yeah, ever. no. I mean, yeah. I mind, so. <laughs> Crash. Um, Crash would be good. I've, crash I've lobbied smash. for Crash. Yeah. Uh, or, or even Spyro. One of those two. Oh, Spyro sure. would be good too. Um, yeah. yeah well, I already got Frost Banjo. Games. So that, that was could my do anything. definitive one. Because uh, this is Toss Kratos in there. Right. Nobody right. cares about licenses when it comes to Fortnite and Smash. Right. Like, right. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so. so a few a few different choices there. Um, any game recommendations for our listeners? This is the last question I'll add on. Oh man, uh, yeah. If you haven't played the best store, go do that for sure. Uh, that's one of my surprise hits of the year for sure. I was a little skeptical about it, but then 
ended up playing it ended up being great um obviously pick up that if you if you haven't gotten a chance to play final fantasy 9 go play final fantasy 9 uh definitely i, I mean i, I love not. i love 7 uh, i respect 7 and 8 in their place in the series obviously but uh 9 is nine's just got a charm and and something else to it I, I can't quite put my finger on it but it's just it's great uh definitely that for sure uh those would probably be my two that i recommend to everybody and yeah. uh if you're looking for games this year uh if you're not a fan of the monster hunter series monster hunter rise on switch is a great place to jump in um something else it souls like difficulty that game just the, the something about fighting giant mm-hmm. dinosaurs with a giant sword is just <laughs> it just itches a spot i don't know what it is so yeah, um pretty cool yeah but those are a couple of my recommendations for sure Thanks. very good very good do you want to shout shout yourself out this is your time now i never remember my socials so let's see how this goes <laughs> uh so you can find me uh i'm on twitter my personal twitter account is at the one true sire um you can also find the podcast i believe we're at pod sidequest on twitter uh my co-host tom you can find him uh at red rival 26 and he also streams on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash redrival26. And uh, man, Tom will play anything and everything. If, if you have a game that you want to talk about, I guarantee you Tom has played it extensively cool. and, and has an opinion on it because uh, I, I host the show, but Tom is the wealth of knowledge for sure. So, um, and then uh, you can find us wherever, like wherever you find your podcast, obviously Spotify, Apple, all those big ones. And if we're not where you'd prefer to listen to, like if you want to listen to it on like some small little like thing, just let me know and I'll get it up there for you. So uh, people should be able to listen where they want to, you know? Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, I think that's just about everything. And then Instagram is where I do all the shout outs, a uh, side questing podcast. Very um, cool. And then just if, if you hear, if you like to talk, I'll message me. I'll talk about games all the time, even if it's something I've never played. So yeah. Cool. Well, we appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, did you have a good time? Did you enjoy it? This was a blast. And I got to say, man, I stressed about this list for four months. So I don't know how you guys do this on a weekly basis. Like the the pressure was real. The secret is to just not care. (laughs) (laughs) Like I am putting out what I want to put out. And like people have a choice, right? People have a choice. They could tune in or they could tune out and like, hey, I'm comfortable with your, your choice. I think but at the I, beginning, we kind of stressed about like, oh, we don't have a list. Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. And now we just have like lists upon lists that we're ready to, to go with. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You guys do a great job of the format. It's it's a blast listening to you guys every week. And just to come on the show was like, I mean, this is like a dream come true, but like oh, it's, wow. it was awesome <laughs> to be a part of it for sure. Yeah. No, man, the pleasure is all ours for sure. For Absolutely. sure. Uh, and if you want to find us on social media, they'll be in the links in the show notes below. I'm not going to go through the whole rant and all that stuff uh, i will we, give that dkac remix oh yeah. uh link because that that is very important to listen yeah, to for me i want to i want to hear it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, so do we have an episode next week brian we do um so we have not covered the news of september so we will be bit. delving into that we have held our tongue for so long with all that playstation showcase news Some we've been stuff. dying to talk about it so yeah. we'll yes. finally be able to to you know, breathe a little life into it. I mean, we've, I think we've probably learned more since then so we can give a little more updates on what what's happened. Uh, But yeah, tune in for the news next week. Cool. And as always guys, we hope you have a great week. Bye. See you
sequel. We're back by popular demand. Come on, everybody, strike up the band. We're doing a sequel. That's what we do in Hollywood. And everybody knows that the sequel's never quite as good.